0: like our ever-burning but very much warranted hatred for wcw (laughs) we're back yeah we are back with another
1: thrilling episode of what are we even doing we are you know what let's actually let's slightly not break but bend the format here let's tell people what we're discussing yeah and then we'll 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 do our normal
0: rigmarole we used to do that in the we very did. early episodes, we were like, before we get into whatever the... Right. So, guys, we're going to talk about the
1: highest-rated episode of Nitro from August 31st of 1998.
0: I thought it would... It. it this is my pick. Um, we did the highest-rated Raw. Right. I felt, this is that would be cool. And plus, I came across a retro ups and downs video from Simon Miller okay. about this episode.
1: I bet I've seen that because there was stuff here that felt just
0: somewhat familiar, but I couldn't yeah. quite place it.
1: Yeah. Um I know however, you watch
0: the retro ups and downs a lot more than I do.
1: Sure, yeah. I I dude, What culture really informs
0: me on a lot of shit. Simon Miller. Simon specifically. Miller specifically, yeah. Yeah. He's so great. He's so good. Um, they had a lot of pe- good people, at what I know, was, you th- welcome back to what culture talk, they right. had a lot of good people at what culture, and sure. they made cultaholics, and that's great, but Simon Miller is still yeah. peak. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, now, you had just mentioned before we started recording that you would like a drink. Let's, uh, oh, we God. got a reality, <laughs> let's ring that bell, brother.
0: Yeah! Uh-huh. My can was really quiet, did you hear that? Mm-mm. I mean, me neither? That's how quiet it was. Exactly. Stealth can. It uh, didn't even, like, really pop. I promise, folks, I did have a can, and we were in, too.
1: <laughs> what uh, flavor <laughs> seltzer you got there?
0: Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Bring it back. Um, I wasn't expecting that. When you said what uh, I, my brain immediately went to, Monster Juice, Mango mm. Loco. Big fan of the Monster Juice
1: I, variants. Uh, so Casey's now sells the Black Rifle Coffee, the cold ones. Mm. And I have just been on board. Like there, there's so many of these empty cans in my car right now. <laughs> uh, I got a, a slight work story I want to discuss. Okay, uh, well, th- th- that's related to that, by the way.
0: Oh, you know what? I have I have one that I want to mention too. Now that I
1: so yesterday at the time of this recording, yesterday was all Halloween Eve. No, wait, is that what Halloween is or is? Halloween? <laughs> Is all Hallow's Eve the day before Halloween or is it Halloween?
0: Uh genuinely I don't know. Let me Google Who actually that. You know what? who gives a flying fuck?
1: Yesterday was Halloween. Long story short guys, I had to work in house in the restaurant. I had to run the kitchen. I was not happy about doing this. Fortunately, I only had to do it for about 2 hours, but I was so wound up and stressed from it that I told one of the drivers, "This is what I need you to get me." And I googled An image of said beverage. And I was like, I don't care where you have to go. You should be able to get these across the street at Casey's. Yeah. They were brought back to me, and I tipped this person $5 and paid for these beverages. And then I drank both of them, which is a total of 600 milligrams of caffeine. My
0: God.
1: Jesus. Yeah, I was just laser fucking focused.
0: All Hallows' Eve is on the 31st. Okay. So.
1: That's just a fancy term for Halloween. Um, I do have uh, one thing, by the way, I want to discuss real quick. Because I feel like this might be something we've talked about on in the past episodes. <laughs> I'm not quite clear. So Sunday night... So I, I keep a pretty clean diet. I eat pretty healthy. Yeah. you know. So I'm having a beer right now. But, you know, got to. But on Sundays, I'll usually have like... Some sort of a cheat meal. But it'll be like, oh, a fried chicken sandwich or some fried chicken tenders. You know, something relatively, you know, manageable. Yeah. But every so often, I have to just be a gluttonous pig man. So, this Sunday, I had Monocles. For those of you who are listening to this and you're not aware, Monocles is a pizza place. I ate, by myself, an entire large Monocles Italian special pizza with no mushrooms. Yeah. With... Yeah, and by the way, wasn't struggling. Oh <laughs> like by the end of it, I was like, I feel quite satisfied. And wow. I had the thought, what are your? Let's go. Not, I don't need five. Let's go top three. Just favorite places to get pizza.
0: Hmm, that's cra- that's a good question. Usually, when I get pizza, uh huh. So my number one, I already know based on. It's the place I go the most for pizza specifically. Sure, of course. So by default, that would be like my number one. We'll get there in a second. Okay. It's going to break your your mind, but I'm thinking right. of places that I personally go sure. when I want pizza. Um, most of the times I get pizza, someone else has gotten it for me. Right, okay. Right. So I'm going to go to get pizza. Um. Rosati's. That's one we get sure. at home a lot. Yeah. That's good. Rosati's is all right. Monocle's I'm going to put up at number two. It's... Because fuck, we, yeah. you and I have gotten it a couple times, I think. Yeah. It's... Every time. It's... And the car ride there is very special, too. Yeah. But it's anyway. Nice. <laughs> it's uh,
1: just... It's so good. I... So... Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And then you're number one. My number one is Casey's. I don't have a problem with that. Like, favorite pizza is what, like, to me... Yeah, there's a shit ton of answers that I'm not going to agree with. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? To each their own, I guess, type of shit. Uh, I just... I I think that's a pretty good list, honestly.
0: When I want pizza myself, when I'm out, like, hey, when I'm with my friends, hey, guys, you want to get pizza? I want it to be bad for me.
1: Okay. That's what what you're aiming for.
0: Okay. It's... And it's so good. Uh, Casey's does make good pizza. I think... I don't know if this is a hot take. Hmm. Or, well, no, it wouldn't be. Of course it wouldn't be. I don't even know if I want to say that because I feel like every single person is going to agree with me. Go. And the fact that I almost called it a hot take is going to be offensive. Right. I was going to say, I think the pizza, um, when you get it in, like the whole thing, is better than just the slices the slice. out of the out of the. Oh, yeah. Oven, yeah. The little rotating The little thing. holding oven, yeah. But then I was like, well, of course. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I don't even know why I thought. Anyway. Gotta, um, stop rambling.
1: pizza, it's so funny to me because I work at a pizza place, so it's weird that, like, I've become so jaded to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think Legratos makes good pizza. We make good pizza. I make good pizza when I'm there. But because I see it constantly, it yeah. just, like, if I make myself a pizza at work... It's the most batshit thing in the world. You can't get it on the menu. And if you did, it would cost you $60. (laughs) You know, like I – so for me, that almost doesn't count. Yeah. Like when I made – I think I talked about it on here before. When I made the Tender Crisp Bacon Cheddar Ranch Pizza, one of the best things I've ever done in my life, it straight up would have been a $55 pie. There's no way that, like, we could ever put it on the menu. Yeah. Um, But for me – if I'm gonna go a number th- a number three, I might actually say Papa
0: John's, and I haven't had Papa John's in maybe eight years. Papa John's is my number three. It's real Mazzotti's good. is now number four because I completely forgot about Papa yeah. John's, and I fucking love Papa John's.
1: Uh, my number two. If this is a cop out, then fine, so be it. Is just Jack's frozen pizza. I can I can okay. I can, I can put down two of those and I won't blink. Yeah. And I just think that they're good frozen pizza. And then my number one by a, a monstrous margin is Monocles. Yeah. And I think part of it too is so when I was a kid there was there's Monocles in Robinson, Illinois, which is the area that I grew up in. I did not know that Monocles was a chain. I thought this was a one place this is a so, you know, exclusive to this town. To your point, uh huh. I didn't know that until you just said it. Mm. So, like, I was in high school, and me and my friends are out rampaging around in a town called Paris, Illinois, which is coincidentally where I started training for wrestling. I see a monocle.s my, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, "Holy yeah. fuck!" There's a monocle up here, and,
0: and they're like, "That's a lost yeah. joke." By the way, when we say that, that's a lost joke because right. that happened that's... in an episode that never happened because my computer took a shit. Oh that was fuck! When we had Matt Cage.
1: Yeah, here. yeah, you're right.
0: That's Jesus what, that Christ, was from that's that day. a deep pull. And
1: yeah, that's how deep of a pull it is. We're, we're the worst podcast ever because now we're
0: using inside jokes that even dedicated fans can't get. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Um, or as as uh, Bucky yeah. once put it on his... Uh, I, I listened to his review of RRR. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, I want to do on the Patreon. I Absolutely. really do. We will do this. I did watch it again yesterday. This is amazing. That's three Mondays in a row. That <laughs> makes for t- five total viewing experiences right now.
1: It's 15 by the way, hours.
0: <laughs> um... Actually, it's three hours and seven minutes, so it's actually it's even a little 15, bit... fifteen yeah.
1: twenty-one
0: then. Um, quick maths. Anyway, um, I I get a better viewing experience when I watch it with other people mm-hmm. to see their reactions. That's oh, for sure. Why, when when I rewatched it the third time, that was with Tim for the first time, mm-hmm. and then he wanted to rewatch it, and I was like, I'll watch it with you. Again. Got to hell yeah. This most recent time, two other friends that we have uh-huh. haven't seen it yet. We're like I was like hyping it up to him big time. Right. They uh, they loved it. It's, it's also
1: it. fun too because that's a movie where you can hype it up and it's still gonna actually deliver. Yeah. Because like we we've talked about so many different things on here where y- your enjoyment is lessened because it was so built. Yeah. You know, it, it's like it can't possibly match that,
0: right? Yeah. Um. It's going to be disappointing because your expectation your expectations were too high. Exactly. Sort of thing, um.
1: But yeah, so going back to the Monocles thing. So I didn't know... Yeah, but that was that, a yeah, crazy... T- did not know that was there. a chain. And then come to find out, it is. It's just not a super like prolific one, I guess. And I've only seen one outside of Illinois, and it's in Terre Haute, Indiana, which is right on the border of the state. So, you know, close enough, I guess. And having one up here... So like one of the things when we moved here, I was like, man... There's, like, four places down home that I just grew up really enjoying the food at. Yeah. And one of them was Monocles. Finding out that there's one in Princeton just a a 20-minute drive away. Yeah. Just, oh, my God, what a time to be alive. Uh, (laughs) What a
0: time to be.
1: (laughs) So now I think about, like, about once a month, you know, like, you've been there for a couple of them. Once a month, I'm like, I got to get that big boy. (laughs) I got to eat it. I got to.
0: I got you start sweating. you, you turn into fat Russell Crowe, honestly. <laughs> uh, we, get that, uh, we get that large Italian
1: special, no mushrooms. Ugh. Guys, Ugh. if you haven't seen Unhinged, Ugh. that's another one we got to do for the Patreon yes. as
0: well. We're, we we a lot of
1: movies we want to do for the Patreon. Um speaking of and then uh, we can get right off of this topic, but I I started rewatching Barbarian last night. Mm. It is so fucking amazing to me. I brought this up in the group chat, but for those of you who haven't seen or are listening to this, the movie is an hour and 42 minutes. At the 43-minute mark is where, quote, the swerve happens. That's when we start getting to the spoiler territory. That's when the other shoe drops, whatever whatever phrase you want to use on it, right? Yeah. And I, it made me love that movie so much more, and I haven't finished that one, that viewing yet. I just did the, up to that point, and I was like, okay, I'm tired. This is a good stopping point. I'm going to bed. Uh, I think me and Meg are going to watch it start to finish... Top to bottom, T to B, uh, this weekend. But I so much enjoy that almost half of a movie is just two people in a house just being very good actors and just building dread for yeah. 43 fucking minutes. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I love it. I think that's a ballsy move. Like Most movies don't commit to something like that. They did commit. Big
0: time. Um, have you uh, watched anything lately? First right, off, I'm sorry, I, I have a story about at work today, mm. actually. I was helping this couple. It was an older couple. Um, uh, they had picked out two tiles, two different types of tile, and they wanted to know what, how much they were going to need and how much it would cost. Sure. And after this arduous, long process of trying to figure out how inefficiently he was explaining this. Did they not have the
1: dimensions of the room? Because even I can figure this out. Wouldn't it just be you calculate the area and then multiply that by
0: the price of the material? Yeah, but he's not explaining it that way. He was thinking linearly. And I'm like... So he gave me a number of how much square footage he needed. Sure. He was thinking linearly, though. He was like, the wall It. And I'll—it it does kind of make sense with what he was doing. He was, what do you he want has to know? A, a mosaic sheet. Okay. It's a one by one mosaic sheet. He was going to cut it in half and do like a six-inch strip all the way around. Okay. Some, something like that. And he was—that's how he, why he was calculating that much. Okay. But then he was still talking about square footage with that, and I got a little. It was just—I finally figured it out. Long okay. story short, because that's not even what this story is about. Okay. It ends up being before, which this is a little insane for what they were doing. Um, with, before grout and mortar, $800. <laughs> tile is expensive, it's heavy, it's tedious, there's no need for it. If you're thinking about redoing your house and you're thinking about tile, I am actively telling you to avoid it. It's not that tile is bad, it's just fucking irritating. With <laughs> little vinyl plank. Anyway, um, I show them that it's $800 and they're like, yeah, that's, that's real steep that's yeah. real expensive right and this the the gentleman of this couple just gets like really bleak for no reason he's like oh, this whole world's going to shit and, and, and the wife I know I know and the wife is like I don't know what that has to do with anything honestly I really don't he's like it does I mean come on And if the the Republicans get back in, they're going to piss away our Social Security, everything (laughs) we've worked for. If you want it, I'll pay for it. But I'm like – And then then he says, I mean, come on. We don't have a lot of years left to live. There are an older couple, but Jesus. Like, who just says that? Uh, I'll tell you who says that. (laughs) My dad says that.
1: Uh, (laughs) One of the the last times I was home to visit uh, – like, you think I've got a car problem? Holy fuck, man. My dad. Like, <laughs> like Christ. Like, he, he values his truck so much that he won't drive it on short trips because it's not good to start an engine and not have it run long enough to get hot before you turn it off again. And I'm okay. like, okay, there's definitely science to that. However, you would have to do that, like, repeatedly for years at a time before there's any... Whatever. Yeah. But that's the level of commitment that he's had. And uh him and my stepmom got a new Explorer, like, a year and a half or two years ago. And it's bonkers. It's bonkers loaded. Like, yeah. self-adjusted cruise, lane control, all this other shit, gigantic fucking uh, infotainment center in the front of it, right? Interior lighting that makes you feel like you're on a fucking plane. And I'm like, don't get me wrong, this is dope, you know, but I'm like, we're in, so I'm going somewhere for... uh like dinner or whatever, and I'm like, doesn't this seem a little, I guess, excessive? And he's like, yeah, but, I mean, we're probably not going to have to ever buy another vehicle again. This will last us until we're gone. And I'm like, well, that <coughs> certainly took this conversation to a different place, but yeah. all right. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'm laughing at the idea of this guy's breaking point being yeah, the, yeah. the price
0: of this flooring material. <laughs> I, I the whole world's gone to shit. He said something else I couldn't, I can't remember. I couldn't remember like 20 minutes after that. And I really, I wanted to tell this the story a little bit better. I fucking forgot. But he, I just couldn't believe that. Because I was just stood there while they're having a conversation about, the, the world's fine. What are you talking about? <laughs> and this guy's like, everything's gone to shit. We don't have long. We're not long for this world. Our social
1: security's going to get pillaged by the Republicans.
0: I don't know. Holy I fuck. don't know. And then at the end, <laughs> I just said, have a good day. Wow. <laughs> like, what what, what I, can you do?
1: Yeah. Right? Um, have you watched anything recently that was worth discussing?
0: Um, you know what? Hmm. We watched one thing that I won't talk about on here, because I think we, you and I were going to talk about it later. Yep, for the patron. I d- am going to watch... Uh, we... Broke Bailey's uh, friend of the show Bailey yes. Bright. We broke his brain. Yeah. With we can those, just tell what it is, those, guys. Uh, we're going to
1: review Walter versus Dragonoff.
0: Oh yeah, I wasn't even going to talk about that. Yet. Oh, I was talking about the PWG. Oh uh, the yes, wrestling gorilla highlight videos
1: for probably we probably watched those for about forty five minutes I think before we yeah. all went out. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It's he it's was always fun. His mind. It's always fun watching stuff like that with someone who's not. Like knowledgeable or well versed on it, because you know what I mean. It's it's got to be like the first time somebody watched a 3D movie or something. We're just like, yeah. what? Like I know what but, this is, but it's presented in such a different way. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, that's kind of the thing that was extra interesting about it is that the years that we started with, mm-hmm. it's like a the, good the number of TV product. Yeah,
1: a good number of the people that we were watching these PWG videos for are either signed to the WWE or on AEW. Which then makes it seem like some sort of reverse interpromotional dream match or or something. Yeah, like when you see like Matt Riddle and Jeff Cobb, and you're like, well, wait a minute, he's on Raw, and Jeff Cobb is, uh, well, fuck, he's in New Japan, honestly. Yeah. So that only adds to the, I guess, bizarreness of watching that from like a a fresh perspective. Um, And and,
0: yeah, just seeing, and then Adam Cole, uh the youth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he, he was so like young. 2013, for so long. Adam Cole. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, uh, I do have something wrestling wise that I just that I just finished watching before you got here. So, I had about 45 minutes or so before you you're gonna get here, and I sit down with my dinner, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna watch Rampage. I like watching Rampage, even though as a fan and the general consensus that I agree with is this is no longer an important show to watch. Like, it's not that the show itself is bad. It's just yeah. that there are not big moments for the AEW product happening on that program. And that's true. I agree. Yeah. You know, if you just watch it on its own merit, then yeah, it's it's cool. And it's it's nice to see guys that don't always get the TV time on Dynamite to get TV time and stuff like that. But it's usually just, yeah, it was an enjoyable little 60-minute show. So I pull up um, our cable app thing or whatever. And while it's on live, NXT. NXT. And I thought, oh, this is on live. Okay, cool. There's only 45 minutes left. Sweet, because they just rebranded it again. Because now it's not NXT 2.0 anymore; it's just NXT again. Good. So I thought, all right, I'll give this a shot. I was so confused by everything, and uh, I didn't really like anything uh, that I saw in it. The main event was Braun Breaker and Wes Lee against the, the who are both singles champions. Yeah. Against the tag champions, uh, Pretty Deadly. And I was like, I don't know who the fuck Pretty Deadly are. Their outfits, their their gear, I thought was, in like a weird way, fascinating. Because it's so obnoxious. Meg was infuriated by it. <laughs> One of the guys was wearing a lot of clearly, clearly a lot of self-tanner. Yeah. But had not shaved his chest at all. Which was odd. To say the least, because then yeah. he looks unnaturally dark, but also very furry. I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" Uh, the there was a women's match. The um, I caught the back half of one women's match with um, Zoe Starks and Indy Hartwell, and it was all right. Um, there was some storyline shit happening where it's like, I I don't know what's going on in the in the angle, so I guess I can't fairly judge this. I was, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like I dropped in. Mid show of a show that I don't watch. Mid match, and so then my confusion. I was like, "Yeah, whatever." Um, I had never seen a Braun Breaker match before.
2: Mm.
1: I kind of like it. Yeah, he's. I like Braun Breaker from what I've seen. Just fast and strong and awesome. Yeah, I just wish he was Rex Steiner. But yeah, uh, they showed a highlight video that uh, DiJack's coming back as DiJack. No more T Bar. Yes. Yeah, big, big excite for that. So, uh, overall, did not like it. Um, our <laughs> gal, Wendy Chu, uh, the woman wearing a onesie who has yeah. narcolepsy, was on the show. And I remember her from the one episode that you and me reviewed. It was deeply troubling to me. Um, yeah. And then it made me think, there have been so many gimmicks, not just in WWE, but I guess like overall professional wrestling, where I'm like... Well, how does this translate to a combat situation? Because, <laughs> like, the Wendy Chu characters, it, I asked Meg, I was like, this seems like something that someone came up with, but they had never seen wrestling, where they're just like, what if you just like to sleep all the time? And I'm like, okay, but, like, did anyone else in the room say, how does she win matches? Like, <laughs> is there anything to this beyond, like, silly puns of, like, oh, a sleeper hold or something? Like... Never mind the uh, disturbing childlike quality, but... Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else have I watched? I watched... Um, oh, Show on Shudder. Uh, was checking it out when you got here. Uh, Shudder, by the way, is awesome if you're into horror movies and you don't have it. Get it. It's cheap. It's great. Uh, they have a new series called The 101 Scariest Moments in Horror Movie History.
0: Ah, oh yeah. You were talking about this.
1: Very fun show. Very fun show.
0: Very easy to watch.
1: Um, and I think that is about it. But before we get into anything else, I thought of this question earlier today, and I got to ask. This is going to be a little heavy, but here oh, we go. No. No no no, 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 not not that way. If you could, <laughs> if you could, without any repercussions, kill three celebrities, who would you pick to kill? This is like a better version of wed, Better or dead, where it's just dead, dead, and dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Um, this is largely prompted by my being back on the Twitter machine a little bit more often. I'm like, I... You're
0: already thinking of murder?
1: No, I'm thinking of people that... If I could. <laughs>
0: Do you have an answer to this? Cause I oh, absolutely. And, I, I, and
1: this may change over the course of life. I don't know. Any, yeah, any time period, really. Yeah. Uh, my number one is Tucker Carlson.
0: Mm, okay.
1: I would, if I could do it and get away with it, this, uh, this audio is going to get isolated. The, the fucking feds are going to come for me. I would beat Tucker Carlson into a jelly. <laughs> like, I, I would into just... Into a jelly. And, and then I would try to frame it to ruin his own fan base. Like, I would leave some sort of a, a note... That says, uh, I realize how bad I sucked so I punched my own head into oblivion or something like um I, I, there's he offers nothing for the planet um <laughs> past that Kanye West, which okay. uh, I did get an answer when I asked Connor, but now it falls to you Braden, why did you tell Kanye West to do what he's done I don't I don't
0: know what he's done I oh pay you don't want to know Kanye
1: please don't nobody what should did he do nobody should uh he's like. Saying anti-Semitic shit and literally oh! said, literally in an interview said, I could say anti-Semitic remarks and Adidas can't drop me. Well, guess what? They did. <laughs> so now, like, all these major companies want nothing to do with him, and he's like losing billions of dollars, which he shouldn't have, anyways. Guys, well, wow. guys, Kanye West was. At best, a guy who made maybe three to five catchy songs 14 years ago. He hasn't done shit since then that was any fucking good. And uh, all of his shoes are ugly.
0: Yeah, they're dumb. They're awful.
1: He's a con man. A Kanye man. But, like, (laughs) oh, God. Um, So, yeah, now there's, like, Nazis in California carrying signs that say Kanye is right about the Jews and stuff. Like, it's very bad. Um, So... And wow. my number three is Elon Musk, just so that I never have to hear the name again. <laughs> yeah. That and it's like, I I can't imagine being so detached from humanity that you would have enough wealth that you could honestly impact the world for the betterment of the species, and instead you buy fucking Twitter. Like, yeah... He's he's just I not. I don't know. He doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve, not just the money. He doesn't deserve air. Like fuck him. He's useless. He's <laughs> fucking airs. useless. Ugh. Yeah. Anyways, you got you got three. Uh,
0: number one is Jerry Lawler. Okay. That I don't, it's I, well documented. It's well documented. It's it's really hard to think of another person I hate as <laughs> enough. Wow like in a celebrity is in what type way yeah I hate a lot of people that we know, sure well oh this is a free one yeah shit no nope. no, I don't <laughs> you gotta pay for that shit guys <laughs> um uh, it's it's hard celebr I don't know I guess
1: I think part of my issue with this too is that like the the amount of celebrity worship that there is. If it's if it's like this across the world, then fine, but I can only speak to, like, my own experiences, I guess. The amount of celebrity worship in this country is fucked up. Yeah. Like, I wish people would just understand that, like, these people don't look out for you. You know what I mean? Like, the, you, you are a customer to them. You know? Like, mm-hmm. like, Tucker Carlson doesn't provide a service for anyone. He literally lies on his show... But him doing that gets him viewers because his fan base are fucking morons, and then that you know spikes the price of commercials during his fucking show, and so then he makes more money doing it. Like, wow, my phone is just exploding over there, motherfucker. Um, yeah, fuck them. fuck all of them.
0: Anyways, um, I don't know, I'm Ray Phoenix. Um, (laughs) Jesus! I I understand that you don't like his work, but... I'm just... I'm I'm grasping. Right. I'm trying to genuinely think of celebrities. I don't know. But honestly, though, like, it might be for the
1: best that you can't answer this, because it shows that you're not caught up in this culture. That's fair. Because I'm sure that... Somebody listening to this is probably picking, like, a fucking football player that they don't like, and it's like, snipe him! But it's like, (laughs) sure, you know, like... Fuck it. Uh, yeah. Anything else?
0: I don't think so. Besides what we're covering today. Yeah. Although, do I want to tease now what I what I'm gonna what I'm going to pick next?
1: I I would love to know because I don't know. This could be a thrilling live on the edge of your seat moment that you only get
0: with what are we even doing? So today, first of all, because I'm gonna tell you specifically what we're covering today, because that greatly influences what I'm going to pick next. Oh, God damn Number it. Number one, we are covering the Nitro from August 31st, 1998. Yep. My next pick mm. is the Raw from August 31st, 1998. There wasn't one. There wasn't? No, which is a point that I'm going to bring up.
1: <laughs> what? So, God damn it! I was going to throw this in later, but we have to... Again, this is a thrilling live moment you only right. get on this show, guys. So, okay, so this is the highest rated Nitro. Yeah. Drew, drew a 6.0 rating. Yeah. Monstrous, right? By standards then and now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gigantic by now. There was no Raw on this night. It had been preempted most likely for the Westminster Dog Show, which is a big part of why they were able to pull this rating. Okay. They might have aired something that week, because I think usually they would do Raw... For whatever reason, the USA Network was all about that bullshit dog show. <laughs> Even though like Raw was like, this huge success, <laughs> they'd just be like, nope, we gotta watch them dogs walk around, guys. Um, I bet Raw might have been on Wednesday, because I feel like sometimes they would do it on Wednesdays for those. Because
0: I know... Okay. Really
1: just ripped your idea, well, right? What out. if we did the, the Raw from that Wednesday?
0: It may have been Tuesday. We can find it from that week. What? If, yeah, from that week. Sure. The, the Raw that would have gone had yes, this. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. We can
1: absolutely do that.
0: Damn. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I, that explains everything. I looked
1: up a good amount of information about
0: this episode, actually. Okay, good. Good. This is great. But yeah,
1: I literally wrote down there was no Raw on this night, they had a 6.0 rating. And, yeah, this was the biggest uh, rating that Nitro ever had. 6.0 is, I mean, that is, one way or another, you can't argue, that's incredible. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, granted, I know entertainment is so massively different now than it was then, but, like, SmackDown right now is on a network, and it's, the product is good and it's currently hot. And they do, like, a 2.0 or, you know, 2 point something. Yeah. And this was on fucking cable. You know what I mean? Like, crazy, crazy. Um, But yeah, uh, my... So one of my first notes about this, by the way. So August 31st of 98, I am freshly like 14. Mm. So I'm in a a real great state of fandom here, but I think I'm like just kind of getting back in really. Yeah. Back in for a few months at this point. I don't think I would have watched this live as it happened. I bet I was just not into WCW cuz I don't remember anything about this. Yeah. But I did write down this was a really sweet time to be a fan. Like, yeah, to, like be a 14 year old, to be a 14-year-old to be a 14-year-old or a you know 14 through probably 22 year old person at that time, it was really fucking fun and exciting just cuz like wrestling was super fucking popular and like it was fun to see guys jump ship, you know? Yeah. Like we see it sometimes now, but not nearly to the same degree. Like Cody Rhodes getting the to come back to the Fed and getting the return match at Mania and all yeah. that shit. That's gigantic. Yeah. And nothing like that quite happened, you know, back then to that to, to that size is what I should say. But guys came and went and jumped and gone all over like constantly. And it was really fucking cool. Yeah. Also, the show was in Miami, Florida. I'm not surprised. I made sure to note that. I don't that.
0: know why. I feel like every single time we're covering WCW, they're in Miami.
1: They're always in the South. Like, always in the South. The only... Is that their territory? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Like, the only times I ever remember seeing them not in the South would be, like, if they did Chicago or... But even that, they didn't really do that often. If they were in Chicago or, like, when they did, like, Hog Wild at Sturgis out in North Dakota, Mm. you know, Vegas, because they ran the MGM Grand a lot, but, yeah, they are really typically just Southern wrestling, but I think that's because it has the roots in um, the NWA and Crockett Promotions and whatnot, Yeah, that was always in the South.
0: Yeah. And the Fed was Connecticut... Connecticut, New York,
1: Philly, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Chicago proper.
0: Yeah. Getting a beer. Oh, okay. So, my first note on this is we start with Eric Bischoff and Hogan. They come out. They take 38 minutes making their entrance.
1: It's so long. Like, did you know, by the way, this, one of the first things I did notice about this, Hogan's tan. (laughs) He genuinely does not look like a white man in this. <laughs> and I don't know what race he looks like because it's unbelievable how he looks
0: inhuman. He honestly he looks ho- like a different species that has like a tan- like a tanned hide. Yeah, he looks <laughs> like leather.
1: It's it's not great. Uh he also doesn't look quite as big.
0: Yeah, he's a little bit more Leaned out. Lean, down, Lean but, yeah, definitely.
1: Um, the this Hogan shirt is one of the most nineteen ninety eight things I've ever seen in my fucking life. Oh, I don't-
0: Remember what he was wearing. It's like
1: a, a weird sketch of his face with the sunglasses, obviously. Yeah. And then just tribals exploding out. Oh yeah! Him. I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah! This it's awful. If 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 the year ninety eight could be made into a silhouette, oh, it's
0: th- <laughs> I do have a note. It says his shirt here is really bad. <laughs> it's
1: not great at all. Uh, he's wearing the sunglasses and shit. He's
0: out here with Bischoff. They're cutting this promo and. It's at one bad. Point, so Eric says that he has a weapon, and that mm-hmm. it's his pen. Mm-hmm. And that, Warrior, you're not going to wrestle tonight. Right. But Eddie Guerrero, you are. Yes. And I thought, great!
1: I did too. I, thought, I also yeah. was
0: like, Eddie Guerrero
1: was in a featured storyline at WCW in 98. Hot diggity damn. Yeah.
0: Cool. Um, and then Hogan says... And I, I'm going to say this exactly how he said it. And I couldn't believe it. was okay. weird. War Games is right around the corner, brothers. He said brothers like he's an <laughs> ooze.
1: He was feeling very oozy. You're not Sammy Uso. <laughs> uh, I also, a couple quick notes that I brought up about this. This promo is basic and it's bad. Mm-hmm. They announced that Stevie Ray is the newest member of the NWO.
0: Um, I love the, how he gets announced that he's a, a member of NWO? He doesn't even get. He's, he's not, not on out the there. show. He's not out there. He's not even on the show at all. He's not on the show at all. They just say, "Oh yes, yeah." He in the NWO. But that's a, at this point. I looked up the NWO at this point.
1: Brother, if you, if guys, if if you're a regular listener, you know that one of our favorite traditions is to read title lineages. We're going to discuss this promo, and then I'm going to list every member. Of the (laughs) NWO. Because I made a note to be like, I bet that's worth looking up. And it is shocking. (laughs) This promo, though. Okay. Do you notice the crowd, they just want Goldberg? Uh,
0: There there is a very loud Goldberg chant. Oh, yeah. They did. I remember. They did chant Goldberg during this. Uh, To me, this This promo is so long.
1: It's so long. Hogan's voice. (laughs) Bad. <laughs> it's bad at the beginning, and it sounds like he's about to just spit blood by the end of it. Um, also, they reference uh, the warrior, and I was like, "Oh no, this was a a black day for baseball." Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh. one warrior nation because it's not the NWO, and I'm like, you guys are really just not giving. Any of your
0: audience any credit here. (laughs) Yeah. Um um, this is the slowest warrior entrance of all time. It's yeah. It's just even if it it had gone 30 seconds, it would be the slowest warrior entrance of all time. This goes on minutes.
1: It's so bad. Also, his music here is bad. Yeah. The the paint the, the the jacket, all of
0: this is just fucking bad. He's in he's in the jacket. No shirt underneath. Great. He's just got, like, jeans or some sort of, like, fucking pants on. Dude. Like, regular ass uh, pants. At one point in this
1: promo, Warrior fucks up and calls him the Ultimate Warrior, which he wasn't legally able to do because that's a copyrighted mm. trademark thing. Jim Hellwig had literally legally changed his name to just Warrior at this point so that you could call him that on TV without getting any sort of legal. Yeah. Which,
0: guys, I Jim, mean, that's like... It's kind of a flex, though. Like, a little bit, but it's also just a thing flex. where I'm like,
1: you weird, dead, homophobic fuck. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Um, I've only ever seen one Warrior match from WCW, and it's the legendary minus five stars that he has with Hogan at Halloween Havoc of this year, Ooh, which we, they are building to. That's part of this, because yeah. we're building towards this War Games thing, but then past that is is Halloween Havoc. Um, dude... So, there's some weird thing where Warrior, like,
0: th- th- he, does he teleport to the ring? So, this is weird. First of all, I have a note earlier that I, I skipped over. Hogan is 45 here. I want you to remember oh, that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm always conscious of how old he is in in certain Because de- I looked I think, it up when we did a show in, like, 04 yeah, or something right. like that. And he was, like, still younger than you'd think. Sure, 45 here. Jesus Christ. Um, and then... Which
1: means that Hogan would have been three years younger than me at what was maybe his peak, around like 88.
0: Yeah. Fucking A.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. So,
0: um... Okay. Warrior comes down here... Yes. And then he just leaves. He's just gone. Yes. Teleports away. Uh There's smoke in the the ring. Okay, that's what it is. And then he's gone. But
1: here's the thing. So smoke fills up the ring. Yeah. And he teleports away. Yeah. But the NWO are there to jump him. So they teleported in. Yeah. So everyone in WCW teleports. Yeah. Right? Okay, because I was like, well, hang on. They got there at the same speed that he left. Now I remember. That's what confused me. Yeah. I think maybe the... And that was the cold know. open of the show because then yeah. we get I of the fucking
0: <laughs> cold open.
1: Uh okay. Now, before we continue with the with the program I couldn't the cold open, I was like, the balls on this company to do this to me. Uh before we go forward though, I'm I'm so glad that we were on the same wavelength with this, by the way. That that yeah. makes my heart so happy. Here we go, guys. There were a total of sixty two members of the group. Yeah. And here we go. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan. So this is obviously the initial three that shook the wrestling world to its core. I would love to do Bash at the Beach 96 when the Hogan joins the NWO. I would love to cover that show. Okay. Uh, Ted DiBiase Maybe. is the fourth. The Giant, a.k.a. Big Show, is number five. This just says NWO Sting. Okay, then it's six. So I think DiBiase didn't count because he wasn't in ring. Because part of the reason the X Pac was named six was that he was the sixth member. Mm. Okay. Uh, After that, Vincent, aka Virgil, aka an irredeemable waste of carbon. Um, Oh my! Just, just. There's no, no redeeming quality to that man. Uh, After that, Miss Elizabeth. Um, Oh wow. Let's see. (laughs) This is funny. The Nasty Boys, Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags, joined on October 7th, expelled on October 14th. (laughs) They were in for a week. Expelled. (laughs) That's what it says. Eric Bischoff. This is all in 96, by the way. We're only at November of 96. Buff Bagwell. (laughs) Michael Wall Street, a.k.a. IRS, a.k.a. Mr. Rotunda, father of Bray. Okay. Big Bubba Rogers, that's right, the boss man himself. Didn't know that. Wow. Scott Norton. Masahiro Chono. (laughs) It's just absolutely insane. Um, Randy Savage joins February of 97. The Great Muda. Wow. Tenzin. Conan joins July of 97. Kurt Hennig. Rick Rude. Um... Rick Rude famously was on Nitro and Raw the same night. Because Mm. one of them was taped. I can't quite remember which one. Louis Spicoli, of some ECW note, (laughs) he joins and was a valet for Scott Hall. Oh, this is sad. Uh, So Louis Spicoli joins January 15th of 98 as a valet for Scott Hall. Died February 15th, 98. Jesus. Yeah. I remember him dying young, but yeah. Um... Dusty Rhodes <laughs> Brian Adams Scott Steiner The Disciple A.K.A. Brutus the Barber Beefcake Ugh. Nick Patrick The Referee What? <laughs> uh, let's see Blah 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 Let's see Hollywood Hogan Retired in November of 98 Came back in January of 99 No Okay Leader of NWO Elite Because the group fragmented and had so many different, like, side shoots or whatever. Uh, Which is stupid. Symbol. Uh, Yep, big time. Um, Bret Hart. Brian Adams. Oh, wait. Nope, 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 nope. Sorry, these are all notes. These are all notes. These are all notes. These are all notes. These are still notes. God damn it, Wikipedia, you bastard. (laughs) Hang on. I'm going back to the top of the page because they had a more succinct list. Um... Scott Hall, Kevin Ash, Hollywood Hogan, Ted DiBiase, Giant, NWO Sting, Six Pack, Kyle Petty, I don't know who that is, Vincent, Miss Elizabeth, Brian Knobs, Jerry Sags, Nick Patrick, Eric Bischoff, Buff Bagwell, Mike Wall Street, Bubba Rogers, Scott Norton, Randy Savage, Dennis Rodman, <laughs> Oh my! Conan, Kurt hitting, Rick Rude, Louis Spicoli, Dusty Rhodes, Brian Adams, Scott Steiner, The Disciple, Lex Luger, Sting, Stevie Ray, Horace Hogan, Disco Inferno, David Flair, Tori Wilson, Bret Hart, Jeff Jarrett, Medasia, Tylene Buck... April Hunter, Pamela Paulshock, Ron Harris, Don Harris, Booker T, and the last one to join, Shawn Michaels. Oh yeah, they just they had something. Oh, Kyle Petty was a NASCAR driver who joined on the September twenty third, ninety six episode of Nitro. They oh, had an really? NWO. They had an NWO uh, NASCAR. Yeah, amazing. Let's see, Paul Gilmartin, host of Dinner and a Movie, (laughs) joined. Claude Mann, the chef of Dinner and a Movie, (laughs) was a one-night-only member. Holy fucking lord. Yeah. started out as something great. Oh, uh, Kojima was in it. Akira. Big Titan. Uh, Ohara. Goto. Yeah, they had a whole Japanese contingent. Hiroshi Tenzin, Hiro Saito. Fucking A, dude. Like, <clears throat> yeah, also, most of the, like, Madeja, Tylene Buck, April Hunter, P- Pamela Paulshock, these were all, like, Nitro girls that joined the NWL. Jesus. So if you wanted to be in it, you could. <laughs> uh, let's see, our commentary team for this episode of Nitro Larry Zabisco, Mike Tanay. Tony Schiavone. I like Tony Schiavone. I like Tony Schiavone currently. I kind of like Mike Taney. I know a lot of people don't, yeah, but I kind of like Mike Taney. I do. I hate Larry Zabisco.
0: Well, it's okay because he... Uh, 30 seconds into this, us seeing the commentary team, he just leaves to go get a pop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: My favorite thing that he does in this, though, is that, like he says shit as though it has some significance but it doesn't parlay to anything but he says it with like gravitas where it's like oh yeah it like somebody says something about you know if you're fighting up you know if you're fighting the nwo you better be ready and he just goes yeah you don't want to have your shoes on backwards for that dance and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> uh. let's see uh let's see our opening match though Hot one. Barn burner. Jim Powers versus Wrath. Yeah. Wrath is so jacked.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I actually kind of liked Wrath.
0: he...
1: <laughs> yeah. I also wrote down... Doesn't really do anything. I like any Jim's way. chances in this match, guys. <laughs> He's being presented well. A lot of gut kicks. Big time. It's all either of them are doing, really. Uh... My only notes on this match really were It was very long for it to be a squash Yeah Like I don't know if it's just something where They didn't figure out squash matches Or if they were like well If we do short squash matches that's kind of Goldberg's thing So you guys have to have a I don't know Three and a half minute match That's going to be real one sided and boring Yeah But Pump handle slam for finish They call it the meltdown
0: he absolutely killed him on it. Pretty cool. Pretty <laughs> he did. Cool. He he brings him down so hard. Uh-huh. It's not necessary. <laughs> gravity could have done it for him. He didn't like gravity. Mm-hmm. He wanted more.
1: Uh, after this, we got the first appearance of many for the Nitro Girls on this show. Oh, my God. Uh, many. This, this show also had to have been a three-hour one because it was two hours plus... On uh, Peacock. Yeah. And even watching this, I was like, they didn't know how to fill three hours in 98 when wrestling was unbelievably popular. And yet, 15 years later, or whenever the fuck it was, they were like, you know what? Three hours a week. Let's do that again. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah. I um, like it. They, I also mean wrote down, Gene, what is was some this? sort of high school. That's what it doing is. Doing this
0: thing. Uh that sign outside says, Welcome to Redskin Country. Uh-huh. Talk about things you can't do anymore. That's
1: correct. Washington Commanders, yo. Um Yeah, so this was part of a like they would do like Nitro watch along parties. Mm. And I thought that like it was kinda cool just because they would literally have like contests and drawings and then they would send like Mean Gene, the Nitro Girls, and, and you know Hacksaw Jim Duggan is in the background in this, by the way. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. And it was like, you do like a meet and greet type thing, and then literally they would just play Nitro on a projector wherever they were at. And everyone just watched Nitro, and then you got to be on TV maybe. And I'm like,
0: that's kind of cool. It
1: is. uh, Yeah, I honestly don't hate it. I was just very confused because I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this being a thing. I don't remember them doing them at high schools, though. Like, I always remember seeing these at, like, frat houses and, (laughs) like, beach bars and shit. So it was kind of weird. It gets weirder
0: later on. Yeah, because there's something where I'm like, <laughs> this is. I I have a note about the next time we go this, to. Them. Yeah, so some, something about, about
1: that next one makes is very <laughs> conflicting to me.
0: Yeah. So my next note is that it's Norman Smiley versus Scott Norton. Correct. My note, my first note on this before anything has even happened, mm-hmm. when I found out what the match was. Yeah. I, someone, whoever was making their entrance last, mm-hmm. didn't even finish their entrance. Yeah, because, it's Scott Norton. Norman I, Smiley comes yeah. out first. Yeah. The Scott Norton – I saw the nameplate, and I was like, ew. Former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Scott Why? Norton.
1: Why? I don't know. Uh, the <laughs> – I will say that the start of this match really did pop me, though, because before the bell even rings, like, Scott gets into the ring – and this is just another prolonged squash. Yeah. Scott gets into the ring and just starts walking towards Norman Smiley – and grabs him by the head as the bell is ringing, and just starts headbutting him repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. Just storms yeah. over there and is like, "Come here, you little fuck!" <laughs> um, I, just,
0: I wanted better for Norman Smiley.
1: We all did. Everyone like <laughs> that guy is just not ever gonna get his proper fucking do, you know? Yeah. Um, I also wrote down there is a terrifying shoulder breaker in this match. It, Big time. Very, very frightening move. I don't like shoulder breakers. Like, this used to be a popular thing, and I'm glad it's gone now. There used to be one where you would hook a guy for a tombstone. Yeah. And then do a shoulder breaker, and I always hated it because I'm like, the tombstone is such a better fucking move. Yeah. Like.
0: Do you uh, think there's a way, if, if you could do a shoulder breaker... In a way that wasn't a hook of a better move. Do you think you would like a no. shoulder breaker or do you think you just don't like the concept?
1: I just don't even like the concept. I can't think of a way to do one where... Yeah. Like, even if you did, like, a, neither, you did like a double underhook and brought the guy up into a shoulder breaker, I'm like, no, just do a fucking pile driver or an angel's wings or anything. Or a brain buster, butterfly brain buster. Dude. Literally any other option is better. Like, it makes more sense, it's more visually pleasing, and it's, frankly, it's safer. Like, some of those shoulder breakers that people used to do, I was like, that might
0: actually fuck you up.
1: Yeah. And I don't care for it.
0: My goal is to think of a shoulder breaker that you like. Good. Please. (laughs) I also wrote down, fuck Virgil, in regards to this match. (laughs) Jesus, why? He's
1: just fucking waltzing around like a puppet with bad strings. Like, (laughs) he doesn't do anything. I don't think he ever knows where he is. With I don't know... (laughs) Dude, a he's it with bad strings. He moves like a fucking alien is wearing a skin, like a human skin suit, and doesn't know
0: what yeah. to fucking do. Yeah,
1: I hate him.
0: Wow. Okay. Fucking. So there's a there's a what I wrote down is quote a fuck of a power bomb. Oh yeah. Because he kills him, and that was the finish. Oh, so then the lights go out
1: and it yeah. gets spooky, and I wrote down, oh shit, is it the fiend? Why? Swerve would have been better No Warrior is up in the rafters Just looking at this Yeah, now, I want to stress this guys He hasn't done anything on this show No nothing And if you tuned in to watch Warrior do something You ain't going to get it <laughs> <laughs> But um, it also pissed me off Because like they just did the rafters thing with Sting A year prior to this Yeah but that worked because Sting was cool, and Sting looked like the crow, who yeah. would watch from you know buildings and balconies and shit. Warrior just looks like a jacked up fucking tie dye shirt. I ugh, ugh,
0: I hated it. And then uh, we're gonna talk about it. they do it a hundred fucking times. They they do, a million times. I didn't even note all of them because I was like, I, I think I, I think up. I did. Um, my note my note on this is. Warrior in the Raptors, fuck you. Sting does this. Thank you. <laughs> uh, then. I don't know why. I always, it always retroactively makes me laugh whenever mm. I write fuck you mm. as a note because that's, mm. to, that's mm. to the company. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. Why. Then we get a backstage segment
1: from Lodi and Saturn. And I was like, I kind of remember Lodi, but I remember him being in a tag team with Linny Lane I remember I liked Saturn in Ring because he did a lot of cool moves. What the fuck? And they reveal that due to a stipulation of a match, Saturn is basically Lodi's personal fuck bitch until we get to the war games thing. Mm -hmm. This promo
0: is not good. Perry Saturn cannot talk. (laughs) He truly any conviction. He cannot He's reading the lines.
1: He cannot speak, communicate Nor indeed relate In any way To the world around him Oh my god Also If you were to watch this segment And just take a sip Every time they say The word integrity (laughs) Dead Just Dead Dead Um My one funny Uh I have two funny Perry Saturn promo Jokes Or stories though Because This promo is Quite bad Uh But he brings up, Oh I'm an army ranger You know my I, I made a deal I'm gonna stick to it You know whatever Alright, cool. But, um, so, <laughs> actually, I'm only going to tell the one, because the other one I, I, I might get my information wrong on, and God knows we don't want to be inaccurate on this podcast, um, but, uh, 3XW, uh, over in Iowa, mm-hmm. I don't know if they still have it or not, but for a while, they had a pure wrestling championship. Mm. and uh, <laughs> I don't remember the match that he wanted in. I don't know who he beat, but at one point in time, Perry Saturn was the 3XW Pure Wrestling Champion, and he would, like, show up to these shows in jeans and boots, work his match in the jeans and boots, and then leave wearing the jeans and boots. Um, this is where the infamous... <laughs> Perry Satter's Subway Sandwich has his own legs on it. Came from what? I'm sorry, I, there's so much weird Perry Satter shit in my life. Uh, but anyways, why? Why? I, I'll come back to that. I'll come back to it. I could have sworn I talked about it on the podcast, maybe I didn't. But uh, they asked him at one of the shows to film, or I think it was the show where he won the belt. They asked him to film a promo about being the pure champion, and he just goes, uh, okay. And they go to film, and he just and they go. Uh Perry, what are your thoughts now that you're the 3XW Pure Wrestling Champion? He just goes, Well, I won this pure title by brawling. And I'll continue to defend and retain it by brawling <laughs> and just walked away.
0: <laughs> why? It. Why that demeanor ever? That's just what he sounded like. Okay.
1: Uh <laughs> hang on, the the his okay. I can't believe I'm telling this story on here. Uh, When I was in college, I once – so Perry Saturn went missing. Like, shoot went missing for I think it was a year or something and was like homeless living on the streets, got addicted to drugs. It was actually pretty tragic. Yeah. Got his shit together though. I think he's okay now. But um, when I was in college, I misread an article or a headline (laughs) and I don't know how I (laughs) fucked this up so bad. I'm so stupid. But I thought that it said <laughs> That Perry Satter Had fell off a cliff in the woods And had to eat his own legs To survive <laughs> To Castle, I was like, dude, did you see this shit about Barry Satter fell off a cliff in the woods and had to eat his own legs to survive? And he just goes, What the fuck are you talking about? So I pull up the article, and it's basically, it, it's not that at all. It was like he had been found wherever and had like infections in his uh, legs, I think from like uh, drug use and needles. And Castle. Rightfully so Would not let me forget That I somehow Construed this As that he had Fell off a cliff And eaten His own legs So then Uh Him and Cage Are on one of these Three X shows With Perry Saturn The pure wrestling champion And uh (laughs) <laughs> they were talking about how he didn't plan anything For his match He just watched football on his phone And ate an entire footlong Subway sandwich Silently uh, And I go what oh, was on that sandwich And they go oh it was his own legs <laughs> So then it became Then the joke Very briefly became Perry Saturn ordering a sandwich At Subway and it would just be Footlong on wheat Double bacon Extra my legs <laughs> Oh my god I'm (sighs) I'm glad that we're giving this episode away for free Because if someone had to pay to hear me tell that story They'd probably want their money back Oh fuck Oh my god Wow So now comes Conan wearing a Uh, I
0: hate it I do too I I don't like the wolf pack Mm. Subsection of the NW Like just be a separate it's, thing. It's it's not good, especially because, like, Luger with this facial hair. He's trying to be Kevin Nash, and Nash is right next to him. It ain't fucking working. He's also just trying to be, like, cool and hip, I think. He has the long blonde hair and a dark, shitty goatee. Yeah. Nash is doing that exact same configuration, only good. <laughs> Now, you know, God damn it, I'm
1: going to, what, what are you, there's a fucking ad, you know what is cool though, another ad, another ad for Mary Kay O'Brien, no wait, this is against Mary Kay O'Brien, I'm sick of fucking political ads, this is cool though. Guys, all I'm saying is that theme
0: fucking slaps. If you really listen to the words, I I, I don't. It, it, it. oof. Anyway, I think it's cool so, as shit.
1: Yeah, it's all right. Uh, fucking Conan's wearing a backwards, upside down visor. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, it's a thing where I'm like, I know people did this in '98, but they weren't 35. You
0: think he's thirty-five? Because I was about to say he looks forty.
1: They all look forty. Nash is the only one who looks youngish, and there's no way he's less than thirty-five here. He's got to be in his late thirties
0: here. I'm gonna look. There's not a chance. I'm gonna look up Conan first. Like, get the shit out of the way.
1: (laughs) The whole thing just like sucked. (laughs) The whole thing. I didn't like this at all. I didn't like this promo. I literally wrote down this is just not a good promo. They're just trying to fill
0: time. It, this was 24 years ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah okay. Luger looks like a dime store dog. The bounty hunter.
0: Conan is
1: 34 here. Oh my so god!
0: You were you were right. was pretty close. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're, you're, he's too you're old afraid. to be doing that shit, dude. Like that's that's what dickheads in my high school were wearing at this point in '98. Like, ugh. Um. So then.
0: Nash is 39. Nash is thirty nine here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and he looks better than all of them. How, much, how much is how how, how much? much is
1: Luger? Can you afford Can you afford to pay him to wrestle Ron? I don't, I don't know. He's forty here. I'm pissed now. He's only one year older than Nash. <laughs> God, why does Nash look twelve years younger than him? Oh, God. Sting is the same age as Nash. Holy fuck! Sting is thirty nine here. Jesus. People people aged differently back then. Yeah. Like, I was talking about this earlier this week with somebody, how, like, Jason Alexander, a.k.a. George Costanza, on Seinfeld, right? He was, like, 33 when that show, like, really hit its stride. He looks 45 the entire time. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, so then, classic WCW, we just did a big in-ring promo with a bunch of people. We're going to do another one.
0: Yeah, cuz we got not? three pissing fucking hours to fill. Oh, also Nash when he says when he comes out cuz he's talking here. Um Nash says Miami FLA. No one has ever called it that. And even if you were doing that, the abbreviation is FL. There's no Sort of A. Bit, I, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Makes you wonder if
1: he was going to do that for like all the fucking stops on the tour. Columbus OH.
0: Imagine if he was just like, I know they would never run in Chicago, but for the sake, Chicago I L L I N O I S. God, you just spelled it out. Phoenix as O I, yeah O I S. No, you got it right. I thought I did it too, too quickly. Anyway, Lex says he talked to Sting and he's down for the match, so he's on his way. Why wouldn't he already be here? This is
1: a new favorite trope of mine in wrestling. Is the top stars being late. Hey. It, it, you know what's funny? I didn't ever notice it until, um, it would have been like 99, 2000 maybe, because they did this with The Rock in Austin. Every fucking show. Yeah. They're just not there. And it's like, you know what your schedule is, Steve. No, because they get two pops from it. That, I know that's why they do it But I'm just saying like logically speaking It's like Dwayne you work Mondays You know you work Mondays I understand traffic You are coming to
0: this two hour show An hour into it like yeah. Um, at the end of this promo Kevin Nash s- Slav squats and throws up the west coast Wow What?
1: Yeah well we're fucking cool In
0: the 98 Like at 40 <laughs> <laughs> Come on So, Uh, (sighs) we go then to, this is Tony Schiavone in the ring, correct? Correct. And J.J. Dillon. J.J. Dillon. He invites Arn Anderson to the ring. Yes. Arn Anderson... What? Hold on.
1: Arn Anderson gets there, they, they show a video of young Arn.
0: Well, when he's coming out, he's making the, f- the same face that I, that I made when I was raising Casey's hand. After that <laughs> like, like that like kind of disappointed, like rejected, yeah. like I don't want to be here kind of face. I don't want to be around anymore. Yeah, that exact face. And Orrin got them domers on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, okay, this th- this is my take on this promo. I went back and forth on it Because I actually thought that the performances here From everyone were very good Mm -hmm. However This goes on for so Long And this crowd doesn't give a fuck About anything that is being said Yeah And like they're telling this whole backstory between I thought this was a
0: really good It's it's just That's what I I mean The
1: the crowd's not into it and it's too long But like Dylan is very good here Arn is very good here.
0: They play a very young Arn Anderson promo. Uh
1: huh. Wild. So fun to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked that promo. I did too. That promo was great. Um, it was. It was a little generic, but it was just very well done. You well, know, yeah, he's yeah. just saying, "Yeah, I'm coming to town to kick ass." Like, yeah, I dug it. You know, like that's what I mean. Is that, like he's a friend of the show, Bucky Collins? Arn Anderson is like his favorite wrestler. Yeah, okay. Which, I mean, Arn Anderson fucking rules. Was yeah. Way better. Should have been a top guy, but wasn't. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It just, this just felt like it dragged on a bit.
0: They call out Benoit and Steve McMichaels. Yes. And then they have like a huddle. Yeah. While J.J. J. Dillon does commentary over at Life. The, the he
1: literally says, I think we're witnessing a special
0: moment here. And I'm like, dude, li- not now. like... <laughs> like <laughs> Imagine you're trying to have this special moment, and you hear over a loudspeaker, "I think we're witnessing a special moment here." And then you're like, "Oh wow, there are—he can hear me—hundreds of people watching." (laughs) Thousands, get
1: out of here! Like, to me, it would be like if you were in your wedding and you just said, "This is really sweet." (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Why would you do that? This is very Um, romantic. there was – my, my end note on this segment is like I, I actually liked this there was I, it something did, there. It did
1: interest me enough to where I'm like I want to know where this was going because mm-hmm. it seemed like Dylan wanted Arne to give Benoit and Steve McMichael some sort of profound life advice. They huddle and then Arne just leaves and J.J. Dylan literally says, where are you going? Or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, th- I thought it was – I didn't think this was bad. I just thought it was a little long – and it was kind of odd. But I was like, yeah, I wonder what that actually led to, if anything.
0: We then cut to... They cut... They, they play a promo from two weeks ago mm-hmm. where Eddie has finally been smartened up about how bad this company is. Mm-hmm. And he cuts this... Russo's fingerprints are all over this. <laughs> this this
1: really did. But here's but, the thing. I don't think Russo was in the company at this point. Really? I'd have to check, but this is late 98, and I think Russo was still working for Vince. Wow. Okay. I think I'm not. Pa- somebody's. If That's, if, why don't if Stumpy like, listens to this, he's screaming right now. Um, but it very much I agree. It just has those Russo stink lines coming off of it with yeah, like a piece yeah. of cheese in a cartoon. In in the you mean in the sense of it being the worked shoot thing?
0: Yes. Like, October third of ninety nine is when he said what, what when he, he said, went to WCW. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so we're still a... Yeah, we're literally a year and change removed from that.
0: I thought for sure I... I I did too. I just didn't even bother to do the research. I... My only... I like I like this promo a lot. Wait, because... Again, I think that this is a thing where the
1: performance is very, very good. It's just that the material is kind of...
0: So I like this promo a lot. The only thing I don't like about it is... That he he says you know what instead of ask several times yeah I wish he just said it
1: (laughs) yeah I do too especially when he's supposed to be so fucking
0: mad and everything yeah it just kind of took me out of it a little bit yeah and I was like okay
1: I don't remember this obviously but like there's something here at least exactly like let's go um this is I think this is the point where Zabisco said something stupid because I wrote down he really thinks that he's fucking smart. Um So then Brian Adams makes his entrance. As he makes his entrance, because he's part of the NWO, we again see not just Warrior, just like a spotlight and Warrior's logo, which is basically I wrote down so just Warrior is Batman? Yeah. We're just doing the fucking bat also, it's indoors. (laughs) Like what the fuck are you doing? And why are we t- putting over the idea that he's watching all the NWO members? We all are watching the
0: NWO members. It's on television. <laughs> There's yeah. six million people watching this. You could just very easily, just as very easily. What am I saying? Just as easily. You could just as easily yeah. have someone backstage watching on a monitor. But that f- makes more sense. Like... The, the, this Even though one, we hate people watching monitors in backstage. This
1: running gag this of point. the warrior doing this shit, um, it made me think of a joke from The Simpsons where uh, it's Camp Krusty, and they keep promising Krusty the Clown is going to be there, and he's not. And they literally get Barney dressed as Krusty the Clown, and uh, the guy that introduces him just goes, "Here he is, kids, Krusty the Clown. Now, you may be expecting some fun jokes or thrilling stunts, but today... Krusty won't be saying or doing anything. He's just standing here. And I'm like, that's what this is. What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just Barney dressed as
0: Krusty the Clown. Oof. Yeah. Big time. My next note is, Brian Adams? You couldn't give Eddie Norman Smiley or someone else? I –
1: okay – I I wrote this down again. Okay, so the whole bit of this match is that Eddie doesn't want to fucking wrestle. That's the whole concept here. So he yeah. tries to lay down, and for reasons that nobody can understand, Brian Adams doesn't want to do that and just pin him. Which one doesn't make sense in the context of a match. Two, you're in the NWO, bud. You're a heel. Do something. Like he then cause he then plays it off as like he doesn't want to hit Eddie because Eddie's not gonna fight
0: him. Yeah, that that doesn't work for this story.
1: If it was a different person in the Brian Adams' role, I might be willing to go on that journey with you, right? Yeah.
0: But this I'm just like, what why why don't you just pin the motherfucker? I can tell though that Eddie is trying to make this story I, come across. I wrote He's down yet really again, hard. this is
1: very well performed. Yeah. I just don't like the script material and
0: I, it's a little long. Yeah. But we're, we got to um, fill three hours here, guys. Shivani, on commentary at some point, calls Brian Adams Mr. Offense. Yeah. What offense? I, it ain't
1: here. Now, granted, maybe the story of this match doesn't allow us to see it, but, like... Because keep in mind that, like, in a few years from this, Brian Adams and Wrath are chronic. Yeah. And that was mis- that was two Mr. Offenses. All they did was... Gigantic bumps and finishers and smoke people. Like. Yeah, okay. But yeah, this is just not on display here at all. But I don't know, like, Eddie's trying to make it work, and like at one point, it's something like instead of going on the offensive, he just covers up. Like, he doesn't do anything offensive yeah. in this. And I was like, okay, you did a they did a very good job of telling that story. Yeah. And then eventually. Like, Brian Adams tries to goad him into just fighting back, and he doesn't do it. He's like, okay, cool. And eventually he does just put a foot on his chest and pin him. So I was like, well, you could have just done that in the first place, Brian, you fucking nonce. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. know. It, conflicting feelings, I guess. Yeah. Um. So, I... I um, <laughs> this, this next match, though. Ernest, the Cat Miller, versus Riggs.
0: Yeah. Is the Cat the only Ernest in wrestling history? Well, John Cena kind of looks like... His um, name's Ernest? (laughs) No, no. The guy... uh, uh, Jim Varney. Yes. I I couldn't think of... Fuck, you know what? I could see that. (laughs) Yeah. Reboot
1: Ernest. Cast John Cena. I've seen that on Twitter. Really? People
0: have already said this sort of thing.
1: Holy shit. This is this is great. We never get the reboots that we need or want.
0: I don't know (laughs) reboot Jabberjaw. I don't know what prompted this, but I have a note here that just says, "Okay, I wish that promo was longer." Oh, this match is not good. That's why I I most assuredly was sarcasm. Oh no, yeah,
1: that's what it is is because the cat just walks out here and for what seems like a day, a promo. We've got three hours to fill, dog. (laughs) It's the Oprah treatment. You get a promo. You get a promo. You get a promo.
0: Cat is in pretty good shape here. He's
1: in good shape. It's not here. There was a point where the cat, I thought, was genuinely entertaining. Hmm. But it was when he leaned into just being ridiculous. And here, I think he's still trying to be sort of a somewhat serious
0: competitor. And it's just not happening. So, I didn't know that there was a wrestler ever called Riggs. Scotty Um, Riggs, a.k.a. Riggs. Riggs. That was a I, uh, weapon reference. I made a call on my creator wrestler on the the video games many a times. Call. <laughs> many a times. Get out of here he, you one, damn bird. One of my regulars. Yeah. And his name is Bulk Riggs. Bulk Riggs. His first name is Bulk. And he's okay. a big fucker. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I kind of like Bulk being someone's first name. Me too. You know who'd have who would have been a great bulk rigs? Hmm. Otis.
0: Yeah. 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 I think The Undertaker would have been a good bulk rigs too. Gonna, yeah. Vader? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: this um (laughs) This match is the one I wrote down why is this highly rated? (laughs)
0: I was <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, Why yeah. are there six million people watching this? Riggs is Raven is what I wrote down. Because it looks he's, like he's really he's in, just he's in the flock. So he's part of the group. Well you can still so, yeah, yeah. try to differentiate a little bit.
1: I thought the eye patch was kinda cool. I think people yeah. wrestling in eye patches. I did that that,
0: that that is cool.
1: I think it's cool that like a lot of people have wrestled in eye patches, honestly. <laughs> but um Yeah. Rey Mysterio is one of them. Oh, well, yeah, because that unfortunate incident that happened. Oh, man, I, I think I've told you this off the air, but uh, Bucky Collins wants to be on the show, and yes. his pick is to do Extreme Rules, the horror show, yes. with the I've Heard match.
0: You have told me this, and yeah. I am fully on board. that. And now that we put it out onto the, the podcast for
1: the yep.
0: people, it's becoming insane.
1: It's going to happen. It's
0: going to happen. Um... Uh this what is am I note- too- <laughs> my, that too. This is just way too long. My my note here just says the cat'll just kick you. Yeah. He'll just kick you.
1: I like that his whole thing is just that he's a three-time karate champion. See, this yeah. this is but that's a gimmick though where I'm like, oh, there's a way that, that can translate into a professional wrestling setting. I get this, okay? Whenever someone's gimmick it's like uh, I'm, I'm a trash man. I'm Duke the Dumpster drowsy. I'm like, okay, but why are you fighting people? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Tell me why you're mad. Cat, at one point, ducks a punch that was about two feet away. <laughs> Gotta be safe. Um, and then Rick's then kicked, only got one eye. <laughs> my, my note is the cat kicks him again
1: and then wins. <laughs> yeah. He does like a running trouble in paradise that they eventually started
0: calling the feliner. Mm-hmm. Not a bad name. Yeah, not a bad name. I like that. Um, he cuts a promo and says, "Once again,
1: I'm the greatest."
0: <laughs> there is a re- there's a wrestler in this ring, uh, and then there's a five or three time karate three time karate champion in this ring, or so I don't know. He had a brief run in the Fed as a uh, commentator too. Uh, I bet that was uh, pretty fucking awful.
1: Cat on the I don't mind cat on the mic cat in the ring i'm not, not I'm not about like in the dying days of w c w where he was the commissioner, that was okay, especially because for some reason at that point, they would trade the commissionership around like it was a another championship he would just have matches with like above average Mike Sanders for the winner gets to be the commissioner, and I'm like, who you can't just do this like that's kinda awesome though <laughs> it constantly happened um Fuck, where where are my notes at here? Oh, um, more Nitro girls, more Mean Gene at a what I thought was a college party, but no, we're back in high school. And yeah, there is a
0: yeah, it's the same thing. You know,
1: there is a moment here. We all love Mean Gene, by the way. Yeah, Uh, rest in peace, Mean Gene. There is a moment here where I laughed out loud so fucking
0: hard. Can I guess what it is? Please. I think it is this exchange that I have written down, where he's mm-hmm. like, what's going on with you? I'm the stinger, baby. Sure you are. We'll believe anything. Dude, I, I laughed so hard that when he said dumb that. dumb fat kid with his face <laughs> painted up to look, I'm the stinger, yeah. baby, just immediately.
1: Sure you are. <laughs> sure you are. We'll believe anything. Uh, I one, love it. One of my favorite things I ever got to do was to film a promo with me, Gene. Uh, it is on YouTube. Me and Matt Ooh. Cage filmed one with him when he came to Dreamwave. Um, the gist of it is, we're hyping this match, we're we're hyping, I'm doing the undefeated thing, Cage has the briefcase, uh, Mean Gene's interviewing me, Cage interrupts the interview, um, whatever, and the the end of it is, Cage goes, I'll tell you when I'm gonna announce it, I'm gonna announce that later, and he walks away, and it's just me and Mean Gene, and by the way, we did all this in one take, Yeah. because he was about to leave, we're like, we literally just need like two minutes of your time to do this, and um... Amazing professional. Nailed it. You know, whatever. But Cage walks away and I just go, who the hell announces an announcement? And Mean Gene just goes, fuck him, the prick. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Why? (laughs) I loved it. It was
0: so good. I love it. I love that, but but why? (laughs) I don't know. He's just awesome. Uh, My next note is, I'm sorry, Meg. Because I got... Oh, this is what she an was Snapchatting. Snapchat. Yeah, <laughs> at this point, when she, when she, when you, when y'all were at this point in the show, Uh-huh. I got it. So Conan comes out a second time. Thank God. An hour right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's having a match. It's not just a. Promo and he's wearing the time. same bullshit clothing that he had on earlier, as in regular street clothes. That yes. Are- 40 sizes too big? Yes! Versus if I... Every single person who's listening to this right now if
2: <laughs> pick I a, pick a
0: name, you. Pick a name. Conan <laughs> versus who? You're not gonna get it. On August the
1: 31st of 98. Marty Janetti. You're wrong, aren't you, motherfucker? <laughs> I... I was agog at this. Um... Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to read my first note. I'm going to read my second. I wrote down, this is poop. <laughs> oh my god. What? You, s- you
0: wrote poop?
1: Yeah. I literally wrote down, this is poop. <laughs> why? Uh, <laughs> wh- why is it not yet shit? I, I don't know. I hadn't gotten there yet. <laughs> However. I hadn't gotten there yet. The next thing that I need to point out. Conan at one point, he does something and he does this weird... Low basement dropkick type thing And he lands exclusively on the top of his ass And the bottom of his back Mm -hmm. And I said out loud and I wrote down Conan moves like a gummy bear Mm -hmm. But I don't mean The fucking candy that is largely Immobile I mean like this
0: song fills the air, gummy bears, bouncing here and there and everywhere, I ain't mentioned
2: that's beyond compare, they are the gummy bears, magic and mystery are part of their
0: history, along with the secret of gummy berry truths, the legend is growing, they take pride in knowing.
1: That's right. He moves like one of the gummy bears from the forgotten Disney cartoon show, Gummy Bears. And yes, we did just listen to all one minute and four seconds of the theme song.
0: What the hell was that?
1: I loved that show when I was a kid. It was like medieval and the gummy bears like had gummy bear juice and then they just bounced on their ass to go through the woods real fast. They fought ogres. (laughs) It's what you used to stand
0: small on and make your dirt. (laughs) Anyway, um... I want to bring this up. There's a... Now we're part of the Disney
1: Empire, by the way. God damn
0: it! Um, coming soon to Disney Plus. The angry video game nerd that I watch yeah. very frequently on the, the YouTube's. Mm-hmm. Um, he had this bit in one of his where he's talking about this this just awful game. They're all bad games, but sure, varying degrees of, of badness. Got to. And he was like, "There's poop, then there's shit." And then there's defecation. And I don't know why, but defecation being higher than shit is very funny to me. As in, like, worse.
1: Yeah, I agree. But it's I think it's because it's such a clinical term.
0: Get yeah. another can. Oh, Fush. my word. Is this a third? Yeah. I'm still... Like three, I still got like two thirds of mine left. Which no. I'm drinking a monster, so that's fair. But. No,
1: dog, it's the WCW it gets me riled up.
0: I love it. I feel like I'm in Miami. I'm the Stinger. But anyway, sure you are, Marty Janetti. <laughs> sure you are. We'll believe anything. <laughs> um, this match, Marty Giannetti is not wearing cutoff shirt uh, shorts. No, luckily, he's wearing actual gear at this point. Yes. There's an Irish um, whip in
1: this from Conan that I wrote down. Shades of total. If you know, you know.
0: Um, my first note on this is this can't be good. Well, uh, you were correct. Uh, Marty permanent permanently has what's the next spot face. Yeah. Never changes his facial expression. Very true. My um, next note is what a stupid takeover from Conan. He did some sort of bullshit where Marty Jannetty's...
1: Oh, he puts him in, like, a hammerlock and then puts his own leg like, over Jannetty's head, almost like he's going to do a Famouser. And then it's kind of like rolls a takeover,
0: but with his legs... Into he's just like making this shit up. He doesn't he know doesn't what the know fuck what he's,
1: he's doing. No. Never. As, uh, after he d- gets done saying, Olale oh, arriva la raza, he has nothing to offer. Also, he looks like a Ninja Turtle. He <laughs> looks like an actual, like, yeah. from the first two movies, Ninja Turtles. Fuck Conan. Fuck him in his ass with a brick. Then he just against. lets him go. Yep. You have him tied up in an inescapable hold, time to let him out.
0: Yep. The second. Jeanetti super... is in some great shape here, though. That is true. He he looks awesome. Um By the way, I noted this is the second super kick as a cutoff in a row. The cat used it as yeah. as a super as a yeah. cutoff.
1: Well I mean Sean's out at this point, so Yeah.
2: I guess it doesn't make sense for Dude, they, Marty to use it. They yeah. didn't even like
1: wait for his body to be cold before his people started aping that fucking kick. Damn right. Fucking um I'm trying to read this note here. Oh, uh, I hate the X Factor. I fucking hate the X Factor. I hate that move. I hate any anytime it's done. I can't stand it.
2: Yeah.
1: Conan doing it only adds to my fucking fervor.
0: Conan can't bump or run the ropes. He looks blown. There's an awful side Russian leg sweep in this. Just a Marty Jannetty pins Conan right next to the ropes. Like he is just not trying, dude. N- nobody. Like we motherfuckers don't want to talk about. how, Oh, back then people knew how to
1: work. No, they fucking didn't. Some of them did, sure, absolutely. But like, there's so many greats that are on this fucking show. They're just I'm pinning you in the ropes. Yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah, I'm do- and I'm not looking towards the hard cam for anything. I'm like, god damn it.
0: Conan, at one point, only by technicality, does an over-under as a reversal to the Irish will. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, my. Dude, I wrote, also wrote down, Janetti
0: is not a heel here. He's just boring. At yeah. one point, Janetti <laughs> waits for Conan to get up. And when uh-huh. Conan gets up, feeds around, and turns around, Yeah, he snapmares him right into a fucking chin lock. <laughs> I lost my mind. You measured him for a snapmare to put I, him back down. I, that's the type of shit that
1: like, I want to do to somebody in a match as a rib. Yeah. Just be like, up, 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 come on, get up, get up, feed, 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 and then snapmare <laughs> chin lock. Oh my god. Conan um,
0: takes a clothesline at one point, and he just cannot bump. No,
1: never could. It was
0: fucking terrible. There's a there's a bad kitchen sink in this match. This the whole match thing has is gone. Bad. This my note here says this match has gone so much longer than I thought it would, and even longer than it should have.
1: The only thing in this match that I liked is the name of Conan's finish, which has nothing to do with anything. Uh, the Tequila Sunrise is a cool name for a hold. Yeah, and, and the hold it. the hold if properly applied. It's kind of dope. Yeah,
0: he does a he does it does an awful version of this here.
1: He's one of the only people I've ever seen who can't do his own finish correctly, and yeah. it's a it's not even like a, a
0: something difficult.
1: It's a fucking hold.
0: I could teach a dog how to do this. Marty Janetti hotshots Conan at one point, and mm-hmm. Conan sells it and then bumps in two separate parts because he can't put it all together. Mm. Idiotic idiot who's dumb and stupid. Fuck him. Moving on. Conan can't even kick out, I wrote down at one oh, point. Oh, fuck it. I, I didn't even catch that. I, I like, think... The, it was one of the worst. I genuinely thought it was the finish.
1: Yeah. But only because of the piss-poor kick-out? Piss-poor
0: kick-out.
1: Awful. Sometimes matches like this, I get like almost like a crocodile-style nictitating membrane across my eye where once I've seen a, a certain level of shit... It happens on my eyes and I'm just like sitting there, mouth open until it fucking ends. And I'm like, no, oh do- fuck, I- I'm back. I dig deeper. You clearly do. I'm also sitting with my mouth open while small
0: birds clean my teeth. <laughs> my next note, and I don't know why I have this, is one eight hundred collect. Fuck off. Oh, I didn't even note that. They must have
1: had like an my old baby. ad or something. Yeah. Um. After this, though. Saturn is coming out. I like Saturn's theme here, and then his WWE version is a better version of the same thing. I like (laughs) that it has the sirens at the beginning. I thought that was
0: cool. Yeah. Um, What is Lodi? Oh my god. What? So. Because this
1: this ends up being Saturn and Lodi versus High Voltage, but Raven and Canyon are out here first.
0: That's true. They yeah. all bully Saturn for no reason. Right. But this like, is part of the our, whole, like, you're our personal fuck bitch. Yeah, but you can be nice about it. Sure. You be like, hey, can you give me, give me a can? You, you, also, you, don't even have to, you don't even have to ask. You can say, give me a can. Right. Right? But you don't have to be, you can't touch me. Like, right. that's a little... Even, even if we're already in that situation yeah. where it's like,
1: Saturn knows. Also, this adds to the integrity counter. This was another one where I'm like, guys... We're throwing this around like we're fucking Stan Marsh on recent South Park, or like. Kurt Angle. Integrity, integrity. I got no integrity. Do you have any integrity? Pass me some integrity. Integrity, integrity. Where's the inn? Integrity Farms. You ain't got no integrity. <laughs> you gotta watch South Park. Uh, I, I, I don't gotta. You got to. Come on, come on, Braden. Watch South Park. Oh, what's know. the matter? You gonna hit me if you don't watch South? What? Sorry, I'm drifting into this promo on you for not watching South Park. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fucking, okay, so then Raven and Canyon just leave. And then we get High Voltage versus Saturn and Lodi. Yeah. And I wrote down how many matches on this show involve someone not doing anything. Because Lodi is just getting his ass kicked, and then yelling at Saturn, and then Saturn is like, Ruling ass Yeah And I'm like this. Se- there was something about this That seemed similar to anything But I think it was just In the sense of like I'm just talking And nothing's happening Type of shit Yeah
0: um, I, I wrote down Now that this story Is happening in ring I dislike it
1: Yeah that's kind of Where I was at too And again Because it went on Too fucking long Yeah The size of these High voltage guys though <laughs> Yeah Kenny Chaos And Rage
0: just terrible wrestling names. Um, I love... There was a hope spot in this, mm. which I don't know that Lodi would have tagged in to mm-hmm. get the hot tag, I guess. Mm-hmm. But at one point, High Voltage is doing whatever the fuck. Saturn suplexes one, suplexes the other, yes. goes to tag out immediately, and the yes. other guy just... The fir- the guy he suplexed first just clotheslines Yep. In. I was like, that's cool. There was some stuff in this match I liked.
1: I, I liked Saturn in ring. I thought the in ring, he was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, we covered that one ECW show ages ago where he did a no-handed lion salt off the top. Yeah. Which is
0: really fucking impressive. Uh, Saturn hits the Death Valley driver. Yes. And then Lodi like, bickers with him to tag him in so he can get the pin. Yes. Tags him in, goes to get the pin... And he gets the pin. Yeah. Putting over the move strong.
1: I – Saturn was the first guy I remember doing the Death Valley Driver, especially as a finish. I always thought his looked really good, too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was, that was it. I, I wrote down – I felt like – I wrote down, this is a complicated story, but it's basic execution. Just, you have to do what I say. Yeah. And he's just going to swallow his pride and fucking do it. Whatever. Which I can only assume – because they say that the stipulation is he's only in this position until War Games. So then clearly after that, Saturn has to go on a rampage and kill these people, right? Wouldn't you think that's yeah. a logical
0: conclusion? I would, I would, probably. Until War Games or through War Games? I think because it said until. Until, that would mean technically, once the show starts... That's what I mean, yeah. It's on! It's <laughs> Um, that almost makes me want to watch it, but I don't want to. There's no way that's good. Um, no. Then we've got
1: another promo. Mm-hmm. There's been one maybe actual match on this card? Because I think all we've gotten are squashes in that tag match with a convoluted story. Yeah, and then what else? Anything I would ca- almost count as a squash, but not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it is, but it isn't. It is, but it isn't, yeah. DDP DDP promo. They yeah, DDP dubbed comes over his out entrance music on the Peacock. Don't like it.
0: I didn't notice. Um, DDP comes out to the ring and Mike calls him the People's Champion. Yeah, you can't
1: do that. Uh, yeah, this was a very contested thing. I remember this very clearly. I'm I'm very curious as to who did it first. But they were definitely calling The Rock and DDP the People's Champion in these companies at the same fucking time. Yeah. And I, I, it never fucking sat well with me. At all. Even then. Even then, I was like, what the fuck, guys? Like, um. DDP kind of ruled, though. Yeah. Except that this promo, what the fuck? He's out here talking about Little League World Champions? Who the fuck cares?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's talking about being from the Jersey Shore. You're in Miami! Like DDP at one point brings out Piper. Yeah. And. Then Piper grabs the mic And Piper says about Bret Hart He says that he is the Marilyn Manson of pro wrestling The wannabe What is that Does he say Okay Genuine question Did he say Marilyn Manson Because for
1: some reason I I thought he said Marilyn Monroe I rewound it Okay Then it's even it, It doesn't make any sense regardless But I don't
0: understand I don't either
1: and I love, um, P- I
0: love Piper. There's good passion but, like, here, but I just don't. I didn't know like what this the promo at all. Saying. <laughs> uh, Big Show comes <laughs> out and beats. Oh, sorry. The Giant comes out and beats the shit out of everybody. <laughs> it's
1: written down, Tall Paul is here. <laughs> also, Team WCW really doesn't sound very good here because it's Piper, Warrior, and DDP. So I'm like, DDP, I hope you've got your fucking boots tra- strapped tight because. Fuck, man. Like. Yeah. um, But yeah. Big Show gets arrested
0: somehow. I guess.
1: By the slowest moving security team I have ever seen. Yeah. This gigantic man is beating the ever-living piss out of the people. And these eight security guys are just kind of like, hey. You want to like. Come on, stop it. I'm I'm walking over here. I'm not going to put a hand on you. Hey, come on. Quit it. Uh, he looks into the camera and says, Big E, bail me out. And I, for a split second, I was like, what? And I was like, oh, Bischoff.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Weird. Next. <laughs> the, the, this, this Scott is, Siner comes out. This is, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. With a doctor. <laughs> who looks like Weird Al. Big time. He's called Dr. Cecil Burnout What was his last name? Dang it. I didn't get the doc this doctor's name. And they call him Dr. Burnout. And I'm okay. like, what?
1: Uh the doctor who is dressed like a patient, by the way. Yeah. Like he's wearing a he's... hospital gown and no pants. I, I think a shower cap.
0: And no, pants. no pants. He's got he, the stethoscope, I guess. He looks like he's fifty five. <laughs> it's so stupid. My note here says, Oh good, Scott has a mic. I fucking hate how he says words.
1: I wrote down this promo is fucked because at one point he says I'm a myth. Yeah. <laughs> he I doesn't, just he, uh, I didn't
0: I didn't enjoy any like one thing that particularly pissed me off is when he says NWO. Mhm. NWO. Mm. NWO. Dubby? Mm-hmm. So like for me most of the time Scott Steiner is number 2 oh, on wow. my list of people that I would
1: fucking kill. For me most of the time Scott Steiner especially around like the dying days of WCW most of the time I enjoy his shit because of how fucking bizarre it is. There's something about it that I find in, it like fascinating. This it's insulting. This ain't it. This is not it at all. Like fucking the, the promo is very bad and weird. The doctor thing I don't understand. But but then as this went on, I was like, oh. So he's been faking being injured so that he doesn't have to fight Rick. That's the angle here. So then he calls out another doctor. Dr. <laughs> Juju Ubangi. Yeah. And it is... From Jamaica. I, I cannot fucking believe that this is still on Peacock. It's... Buff Bagwell, dressed in, like, Rastafarian garb, doing a very crude
0: and bad Jamaican accent. I wouldn't even call it that. I don't think he's trying. All he's doing <laughs> is adding Mon into his sentences. He's like, as it's, it's if I was like this. Tom, we're going to record this podcast, Mon. <laughs> like it's, I'm not changing the accent at all.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's what he's yeah. doing.
0: I wrote down, oh, no, it's buff. And then my, I'm just going
1: to read my next three notes. <laughs> Christ on his throne. This sucks. Rick Steiner sucked.
0: At one – so my note here literally just says Marcus ain't even trying. Um, he walks around him and is healing him in some yeah. way. He's got some sort of powder or whatever. The crowd chants bullshit. Yeah. Which is what you want on your program. Um, Scott pretends that he is healed. Uh huh. The crowd hates it so much they're not even booing at this point. Yeah. He then cuts another long promo. Bagwell at one point steals the mic and starts woofing into it. Like.
1: I I I am so amazed by how little wrestling is on this 3 hour show that had 6 million people watching. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um Rick Steiner comes out casually like he's just behind him. Yeah. And then Scott Steiner sees this. Uh uh-huh. leaves the ring uh uh-huh. Does Rick even say a word on the pro uh, on a mic? I don't think so. I don't think he does. He literally that's it. And he is dressed and, but, and they're supposed in jorts, <laughs> caterpillar, steel toe boots, and a cutoff, but it's uh-huh. not like a cu- it's not like a shirt that he cut off. It's, right. He bought it as he a cutoff. He bought it as a cutoff, yeah. And it's no logos on it. It's like one of those shirts. I, I don't I don't it's like Rick sad.
1: Steiner. I never liked Rick Steiner. Um The thing about it that blew me away the most though is that they keep putting over how heated this feud is. Rick gets into the ring and seemingly does not care to make a move towards this person that he's Scott feuding Steiner with. Scott has
0: his back to him. Has
1: his back to him. For he, so long. Rick does nothing. Then Scott turns and sees him and just, I'd say pretty casually, <laughs> walks away out of the yeah. ring. Yeah. There's no threat to anybody. Like, what the fuck? Oh, man. Then my brother will come in and do his dog
0: shit. God. Um, so then, The biggest contribution that the Steiners have ever had is Braun Breaker. Uh, I watched
1: uh, his match earlier night for the first time. I know I brought this up. Um, but then, better, even better, we get another Warrior in the rafters watching all of this. Yep. And I wrote down, he does nothing again. Mm-hmm. So Warrior hates the wrestling fans. So much that he doesn't even bother to interrupt this bullshit promo from the NWO that he's feuding with. He does he he does nothing against this mob that he is there to exterminate. I feel like he
0: has a walkie-talkie. Uh, he's just sitting there, like yeah. I would say, scrolling on his phone. But he's right. It's ninety-eight. He's uh, reading a magazine. He's just like sitting there reading a magazine. No, yeah, that's, that's perfect. Something like that. Maybe he's he's playing solitaire. Who knows? <laughs> he's doing something. He has a walkie-talkie next to him. Hey, we're about to cut to you. And he stands yeah, up. Yep. Yeah. Also, so yes, thank you. And uh, then you, that's
1: it. you guys can't see it. Sometimes he's not even looking at the ring on these. There's some of them where he's in the rafters, and he's looking straight forward. Yeah. What the fuck is over there on those other rafters, Jim? Sting. Ha! <laughs> Dude, hey, remember he, when we were Blade Runners? <laughs> I'm here as the one warrior nation, the anti-NWO. I'm here to exterminate the NWO and Hulk Hogan. He does nothing. These guys are in the ring by themselves repeatedly, night at, or match after match, segment after segment, and he just sits up there
0: with his bullshit bat symbol. The warrior is a waste. Imagine if the story had been, you kept Sting being the crow. You kept that. He's trying to kill the NWO. Yes. It's, still, it's still breaking, or uh, uh, growing, sorry. Yeah. He's trying to take it down, he can't. Uh-huh. Warrior comes in. Sure. Reunite the Blade Runners to take down the Holy end of the Fuck. Life. That is so much better. Why could we not have done that? God! Like Damn it! You could even have Warrior go up in the rafters, and maybe Sting hasn't done it in a while. What if hey and then maybe you Warrior, see?
1: Warrior t- black and white face paint, but like Warrior style where it's the yeah. just the logo or whatever? Just saying. Yeah? Why not? Like do that. God fuck this. Um Then, okay, we finally, finally get a match. And I was so happy because I was like, this might be good. And then no! It's they took not, it away from me. They Guys, took it away. It's Hoovy, it's Hooventude Guerrera against Evan Courageous,
0: who might be wrestling in actual Adidas wrestling gear. His 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 ass says outrageous, and I was like that's a different ages. <laughs> what are we doing? Outrageous having courageous, baby. This is pre-three count.
1: He hadn't yet reached the peak of his powers. Uh, and I, my first note on this just says, this should rule. But it doesn't.
0: <sighs> um, uh. Evan fails and then succeeds to take a bump off the shoulder tackle. Yep. Like, he takes a shoulder tackle and, like, stumbles and then bumps because he realizes he was supposed to bump.
1: Yeah. I, he- I
0: caught that. And then, like... There's a lot of
1: the crowd not being into this, and I think that there's a fight in the crowd or someone getting kicked out because you can see like everyone on hard cam is doing that thing where they're all looking one direction, mm-hmm. and it ain't towards the ring. Uh, and I was like, ah, "Fuck!" I kind of feel bad for these guys because
0: that sucks. But then I didn't feel bad for them because the match sucks, yeah. regardless of who's watching it. Evan missed a chop at one point that Huvy still sold. Evan whipped a drop kick. That still did you see the on? the
1: not bandera? Hoovy's in. The, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Evan is in the corner. Hoovy runs in and quote gives him a splash while going to the apron because Evan Courageous did not bandera him to the apron. Oof! He just stands there. And it, dude, watching this match though, here's what I here's what I saw from it, I, and this is to the the point of how bad it sucks. I saw Evan Courageous is young and relatively inexperienced. And has a great fucking body on him. Hoovy has been doing this for a while, mm-hmm. and is just trying to call shit on the fly. The whole match looks like it's called on the fly, and Evan yeah. doesn't have a fucking clue how to do that or what's going on.
0: Yeah. And I was like, and maybe that would have would have been passable had Hoovy been able to call something that was structured well. That's what I mean. Because Hoovy's not. This, Hoovy was never good enough to do that this at is all. Structured poorly. It's there is no structure.
1: Exactly. It's that bad.
0: Like exactly. The
1: fucking roof is in the garage. Like.
0: There's no structure. Um they do a spot where Um uh, Evan goes up top. Hoovy hits the ropes and Evan goes down. Yes. He goes up top, yes. Hoovie gives him the Frankensteiner. Yes. Then yes. Hoovy goes up top. Yes. Evan then hits the hits ropes. ropes goes up top and gives Hoovy the Frankenstein. the Frankensteiner. And I was thinking, while this was happening, I was like, okay, in the context of this. He saw this It worked Sure Go for it Right So Hoovy obviously counters this right Nope He fucking <laughs> hits it <laughs> So Hoovy looks just as stupid As the, as
1: Evan does For falling for the move That he just hit Yeah In the same exact fashion
0: And then, I, and then I, there's I, a Hoovey driver Out of nowhere I don't I I care when. I was
1: so mad about this I hated this so bad So
0: bad Um
1: Yeah, my last note just says, uh, my last notes say no structure, no psychology, not good. Um, More Nitro Girls, then we're back to Ohio for some reason. This is the one I wanted to talk about.
0: Oh, okay, okay, because I didn't talk about this. I don't have
1: any notes on this one. So, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's in the background, just Hacksawing it up, right? Yeah. They have the Nitro Girls dancing with the high school cheerleaders. Mm. Now I want to I want to clarify here. The Nitro Girls have dumbed it. No, I don't want to say dumbed it down. They've dialed it back for yeah. this segment. But there was still something to me that I was like, "Well, hold on," because the Nitro Girls are presented as like sex symbols, so to speak. Yeah, there's a there's a little trouble. You're dancing with high school cheerleaders. It's a little troubling. Yeah. There was something about it where it was like, this seems like you're
0: inviting problems, almost. If they framed it as, like... The well, cheerleaders a led lot of the thing. Sure, like a lot if of it was a just a cheer. Of, yep. Like maybe that would have been.
1: And a lot of the Nitro girls had been cheerleaders for uh, the NFL, the NBA,
0: whatever. Oh hell yeah!
1: So maybe so like... you could try to. But I was like, when I just see, yeah, we're all out here watching WCW and having a good time, and In I the see... context
0: of WCW is why this is troubling. I yeah, I was just kind of like, this is not great. I see there was there was something that said something about mug root beer, and I was like. Fuck, <laughs> God damn. Even they have their root beers wrong. I'm not a root beer guy. I am. Don't like. I, it. I frequent a, a root beer. It you
1: know what makes me think of some sort of cough syrup. Hmm.
0: Okay, interesting. I love root beer. Cool. I hate mug. It's not so. Good. Are you a? Are you a Barks? Barks is, is Barks? top tier. Where's a- your A and W? w- is good. Okay. Dads would be. I don't even know what that right is. Right below
1: barks for me. Is that why the alcoholic version is called Not Your Dad's Root Beer? Maybe. Probably. I would guess. Uh, I had this moment one time where some... Uh, well, actually, it was a, a J-Rep of Dreamwave Faint. I was at his house, and he's like, Do you like root beer? And we were having a party. We were drinking and stuff. And I go, uh, No, no, I don't. And he goes, Oh, man, I got this Not Your Dad's Root Beer. Tastes exactly like root beer, but there's booze in it. And I go, Oh, okay, well, I mean, that's really cool. I just... I, I don't like root beer. And he goes... No man, try it. You got to. It's it's great. I'm like, I go, I don't know, Mate. like try to explain it. I was like, Jay, even if this is good for what it is, I will not like it. If it if it tastes like root beer, I'm not going to enjoy it. And he's like, No, you got to. It tastes just like the real shit. And I'm like, You're not hearing me. So I took a sip and I was like, Yeah, tastes like root beer. Fucking hate it. Like,
0: <laughs> Oh, my the only way God. The hey, I knew you're like... allergic to peanut butter, but you <laughs> gotta try this peanut butter, this uh, Reese's <coughs> Reese's cup. It's so good, you gotta try it. It's got <laughs> peanut butter on all four sides, brother.
1: Like, <laughs> um. Okay, so finally we get another match, and so it's Jericho who is the yeah. TV champion.
0: Another du- another here. dubbed entrance. Hmm? He's ahead of his time here. Big
1: time. Uh, the facial hair awesome the gear is awesome he does the a line from the offspring or whatever Unter gleben, globen, globen, at the start of his promo and i'm like yes this is the jericho i really started to fall, fucking fall in love with as a kid um great promo i'm a paragon of virtue i'm a role model this that and the other and it's versus disco inferno mm-hmm. and i was like god damn it they just won't let me enjoy anything on this And I wrote down, this is a true test for Jericho.
0: At this point... Wait, hold on. You you first. You first. At this point, I wrote down, when this match started, I wrote down, every match has started with a lock-up, headlock, Mm -hmm. shoot you off, eat the tackle. Yep. Every single one. Mm -hmm. Whovie and and Evan had a little bit more wrestling before the headlock, but still. Um... Every single one, and besides, I mean, of course, Eddie and, right. and maybe the tag. No, I think the tag match probably started too, with it, too. Yeah. Um, God. Um, Disco Inferno stomps like Angus Young playing the guitar. <laughs> um,
1: I would like to read a note that I very much feel adamant about. Uh, disco Inferno can suck sand out of a horse's ass <laughs> I fucking hate this asshole I've always hated him He was never good Ever And now he just throws dumb fucking opinions out on social media So that he can try to stay relevant by being a troll He's bad He's never been good But I'm He's gonna built say like this like an Easter Island head Oh wow Is he ever <laughs> Like Also going back to the thing I had earlier about like A gimmick that doesn't like translate to in ring Okay so you like disco music And you think that it's the 70s Surely you could beat me in a contest of physical will. Like, what the fuck,
0: man? Like, how? why is that a thing? There's probably a way to make it translate in ring, but Glenn Gilberti definitely didn't do it. Human Tornado did a better job of making, like,
1: dancing while wrestling translate. This is just... Yeah. Whatever. Um, However, having said all that, I am going to say this. Jericho,
0: truly a master of his craft, because I didn't hate this match... That's what, Dude, my last note on this says, I can't believe this match has been by far the least offensive match I've seen today. But also, that's props to Jericho, not Glenn. I,
1: I want to I make this very clear. I think this is the best Disco Inferno match that I have ever seen <laughs> by a huge margin. And this match is maybe four minutes long. Yeah. And I just want to say that if you're grading it as a match, it is kind of just there. Yeah. That's but why I said because least it's offensive. Yep, that's a great way to word it. I think I don't think Jericho's heart rate goes up during this. No. He looks fresh this as a This It's more like a training exercise than a match. Boom. Ooh, one of the sickest burns I've ever thrown on someone. Um <laughs> and I was just like, dude, fuck disco inferno. Just for life. Yeah. Um Nash is on commentary for this next bit though. Yeah. That's fun. That's
0: true. Uh, My next note is Bill Goldberg, (laughs) possibly
1: at his peak.
0: Okay. Because he hasn't lost
1: yet. He's world champion. Like, so I I was interested because I was like, I don't think I've watched a lot of Goldberg from this time period where he was at the the height of his powers in a very long time. So I was like, okay, cool. Versus Al Green? I wonder how this is going to go. I like that National References... Him and Al were partners nine years prior when he first came to WCW, and I was like, oh, wow, that's neat. Wow. Okay.
0: Um, so, I have a note here that might prompt some discussion, maybe a little side tangent. The Fed's big gold is better than WCW's. Um, I'm not going to argue with you, but I I would literally have to see them side by side to see... And I mean in every facet, as in... Uh, uh, Design, of okay. course, um, and what's the word I'm trying to look for? Lineage. That's that contributes to it. Holders,
1: um, champions. I don't know. Prestige. Prestige. Okay. Prestige. Um, sure. I don't. I don't think I can argue that. I didn't even realize there
0: was a much of a difference in the design. I thought it was just a new one that's a little bit shiny. Very minimal. Okay. I think the plate. The plate is smaller. There's a little point at the bottom of the plate. See, that's what I
1: mean. Like, I would literally have to see them side. I don't. I don't want to do this right now. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, would I literally I, have
1: to see them side by side and do a a genuine spot the difference win the prize type of yeah. thing. Um, sorry. So you
0: reach up for your phone. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> um, but uh, that's not for a uh, an audio only. No, 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 no. That of would be not. like it would be like a minute uninterrupted of you going. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And
1: then and then vaguely describing what I'm seeing and noticing. Um I one of the things I did write down about this, Goldberg, okay, so I'm trying to word this the right way. Goldberg works best when he's honestly not selling. That's kind of the whole fucking thing, right? Yeah. But he does this weird thing when he is quote unquote selling, where he just twitches his head. And shakes his head yeah. like a fucking goat trying to bite something that's stuck on its side. I hate it, really? and I think I think the reason I hate it, it didn't bother me as much in like his recent WWE matches, yeah, because he didn't do it as often. I saw him do th- this match is two and a half minutes. <laughs> he's twitching his head like he's got like a like condition Dulo or brown. something. Yeah, I was like, stop doing that. Like, Al would punch him in the gut, and he would twitch his head, and I'm like. He didn't, he
0: didn't even hit you there, you fucking oaf. What the, what are you doing? <laughs> okay. Um, so, sometimes I like to, I, I like to write notes that I know are going to piss people off just to be that, sure, just to be an asshole. Just to be contrarian. Here's me doing this right now. Yes. My note here says, oh, wow, a mule kick that Goldberg always does, and it's on a person taking, it's on the person taking it to time it right, and as to no point. Goldberg ever looked at his opponent while he was throwing that mule kick. That's kind of the point of a mule kick. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the note says, if only someone would execute that move excellently. Well, we know for sure it ain't Bret Hart. <laughs> Just because I like to be a piece of shit. Um, that, yeah, it was out of pocket for no reason. Um, this match was good for what it was. Um... I think you know, like, his I thought
1: to me this I, I wrote down. This is
0: exactly what I expected. Yeah, this is
1: exactly what a Goldberg match, specifically at this time period, should have been. And
0: the crowd is finally awake.
1: Yeah, he's the first truly over thing on the show outside of like they pop for like the NWO's music. But the problem is you hear it six fucking times, and then yeah. this, and it's like. It's also a thing where... Okay. I have a bizarre Goldberg side tangent for just a second when I get to it. Remind Okay. Me. But, um... It's also a thing, though, where for that initial disastrous run that he had in the Fed, I can't believe that they looked at all... Like, they looked at this, and they were like, Well, that's really over, and that seems to be what he does. What if we did something different? We do things a, a little bit different differently. differently around here. <laughs> um... No, my Bizarre Goldberg uh, side tangent. I saw this clip online the other day. Uh, so he did a couple shows in all Japan after WCW died before going to the Fed. I always forget about this. And I saw a clip of him versus Satoshi Kojima. And I was like, I can't believe this fucking happened. So the finish, he has not Okay, Goldberg does that one spitting neckbreaker, um, which I always hated because I'm like, you have him hooked for the jackhammer. It's literally hook for a suplex. Yeah. It's like a, a standing total anarchy type of thing. And so he's having this... It's a, a clip of the finish for him and Kojima. Hooks him for the jackhammer. Kojima blocks it. Kojima blocks it. Goldberg does that spinning neckbreaker. Fucking pinned him. That what? was the finish. Blew my fucking mind. I was like, I didn't think he had ever won a match with anything that was not the spear and or jackhammer. Why would... What... And okay. I, and it almost it almost made sense, because Kojima's just blocking being picked up. So instead, fuck it, just spin to the side, dump you on your head. And I was like, if it was anyone else in the world, I would have thought that was smart. But this is just fucking weird.
0: Yeah, that is...
1: strange. <laughs> I, I just... I don't know, I didn't get it. Um. Anyways, so...
0: My next note is Michael Buffer doesn't even look like he wants to be there.
1: I wrote down all caps. Oh, good, Michael Buffer. Fuck this. (laughs) I hate (laughs) it. Fuck this. (laughs) Can't stand it. Um, Michael Buffer's full-on exposition that is happening on the entrances here. Yeah. Just giving everyone's fucking backstory. Just say ready to rumble and get your grossly undeserved check
0: and fucking leave, Mike. Bruce is better. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, He's way cooler and actually sounds and looks like he wants to be there. Now coming to the ring, the biggest star
1: in the history of professional wrestling, or at least according to him, Hulk Hogan, a man who has betrayed the fans two years ago. Shut the fuck up. I hate it. He does this on all of these. It's like one... The people that are there kind of know what's going on. The people that are watching kind of know what's going on. If not, we can figure it out. And two, we don't need you to fucking give us this pamphlet worth of
0: information, Mike. Now entering the ring, starting his young academic career at Northwest Elementary, (laughs) moving on to – and just go through everything. Everything that they've ever been through. Like 20 minutes later, and he finally started training at Zawa Like, Jesus. (sighs) <sighs> um, Bret Hart when he comes out Looks as excited as he makes anyone with his Boring wrestling Dude He does not want to fucking be
1: here He does not want to be fucking doing this shit Also he's the US champion I was like wait
0: what What? <laughs> what? I, did, he didn't even come out with it did he No he didn't How did I miss that
1: <laughs> I don't know I caught it Um, so I, I literally wrote it down I think it's weird that he was that champion
0: this is the worst I I am going to say this.
1: I'm going to say this, by the way. So far as, like, Brett and WCW, and, and if you know the show, you know that I'm not going to fucking vouch for a stand-up or apologize for that fucking fuck. They did not do right business with him. Oh, no. Not at all. Like, when he first got there, he was literally the hottest thing in the fucking industry. And it was like, oh, we don't know what to do with you. Fucking find something. <laughs> like... The fucking screw job was the biggest thing that had ever fucking happened. Like, we try to sometimes make comparisons between, like, imagine the modern equivalent of this, right? Imagine All Out this year happens. CM Punk goes on his fucking tirade. And the next night shows up on Raw. And then they're like, oh yeah, um... We're gonna put you in a tag team. So What?
0: Like... Just, yeah, I don't know. See, I in my head I booked something that I would have done. Just as a start, if you're gonna bring in Bret Hart in the way that it ha- it went down, sure it went down in a fucking you couldn't predict that, right? Right. But you have this now. You have to. You have to pivot. Yeah, you can't just you know because like, the
1: problem was that they had Bret debut when they did the quote unquote when they blew off Sting versus Hogan. Hmm. That was where Brett officially debuted. He'd been—I think he'd been on TV before that—but that was like the first pay per view that he's on. Yeah, and it's like I would have just not had him on TV for those two or three weeks. I would have had Sting beat Hogan clean, definitively, and then Brett debuts at the end of that pay per view and just does a fucking stare down with Sting because yeah. that's the match people would have wanted. He's coming in. He's the most, the hottest property in the fucking business. Of course, he's gonna come in for the world title. It doesn't work for me, brother.
0: Like, yeah. Um, <sighs> that was basically what I was. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to fucking. No, that's fine. On, but... Like, it just proves that there was a clear cut path ahead, and they chose to dig a trench. Right fucking there, they chose to dig a trench. Um. um but again, this is the worst. Sting Red Sting look. is weird. I hate. I hate this so much. I hate the way the red face paint looks on him.
1: It doesn't look like it's paint. It looks like it's plastic. It looks like he's got a a bag on his face or something stretched tight. I hate it. Why can't I fight the NWO black and white? What's the difference between you and me, Sting? I'm out here wearing hockey pads.
0: <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, the gear is bad. I liked the hockey pads, except for the fact that they were red. I didn't. Like I liked it. when I liked when they when he had them on his gear, and they're, I think he has them now. He always does. I just and don't they're like they're them. the same color. Yeah, I don't mind that. What do you think about? What do you think about Luger working this in fucking black jeans, mate? No one on this show is trying at this. His point. His entire existence was his physique. There are two. Two plus years left of this company, and they're already given up. Like
1: six million people watch this, and they want to know why wrestling. And they're phoning it in. And you and you want to know why wrestling's not as popular now. Like, WCW was a detriment. <laughs> like, yes, to the progression of the human race. God damn it. Um, Luger's goatee. Fuck this.
0: I hate uh, the letters NWO being on Sting in any capacity. I, yeah,
1: it's not good. It's not good. At Whether one be, point... like I hate that. At one point... Okay, one of the things I love about Shivani, then, now, and forever, is that he will try. Shivani will always try to make something better than what it is. Because at one point, Hogan's throwing some punches, and Shivani starts putting over Hogan as being a hard hitter. And I'm like... Tony!
0: I wrote it down. I know that you're doing your job, but you can't lie to us like that, man. Um, You know what my first note on this match proper is? Mm. Lock up. Check. Headlock. Check. Check. Shoot off tackle. Yep. Check. Check. Just a dark time for
1: creativity <laughs> in wrestling, dude. A non-existent time for creativity. Like, I feel like the, the creativity was relegated to, like... Your cruiserweights, your TV title guys, but even they were still beholden by the. We have to start this way. We can't get creative until the match has progressed.
0: Yeah. Brett chokes, uh, whoever. What's this? Uh, Luger. Luger, probably on the ropes for three, fifth or three five counts worth of time. It's, like I would have counted to five. Three times while it was happening, and at one point, Sting comes over and tries to push his head away to stop him from choking his tag team partner. Meanwhile, I think Charles Robinson is is the ref here. Yeah, probably. What is is he doing? I don't know. Is he phoning it in, too? Probably.
1: This this match has the laziest, worst double down in the history of wrestling. It's done... If I ever see this again on a show, I'm going to the fucking ring. I don't care what the match is. I'm going to be like, get up and do it again. Do something else. (laughs) Duck one, double clothesline. Fuck
0: off. Yeah. Like, Luger yells so loud when he gets hit, when he hits, when... Any time. All the time. He just yells every time.
1: Um, There is... One thing on this hot tag that I did write down I liked, hmm. I because I, I was like, okay, I like it for a couple of reasons. I love the way Hogan sells the hot tag in the sense of um, Brett makes the tag to Hogan first. He gets in the ring, and as he's walking towards Luger, Luger lunges and makes the tag to Sting. So Hogan is already, like, three-quarters of the way across the ring. Yeah. And he does the, like, whoa, 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 push the hands up and begs off. And I was like, oh, my God. And then goes through a punch, block, punch, sells to a corner, whatever. And I was like, I like that yeah. so much more than just we're coming at the same time and I'm getting hit. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I really fucking enjoy it. Plus, then you don't have to do a fucking bump feed. That's true. That's true. But Which I don't often do anyway. Sure, and you shouldn't, Uh, wrestlers. If you're listening to this, don't do bump feeds. Challenge your fucking brain.
0: Um, Um, My next note here says, oh, he's going to excellently execute, which means Brett's going to take his time to be boring. Yep. Hogan did the shitty little punches that Ric Flair used to do all the time. I fucking hate those. Where it's the fucking, he got him in a headlock. Got him in a headlock. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's,
1: it... One person ever made it that...
0: shits on the entire sports legacy. Like, that's <laughs> how bad they
1: are. I was going to say, the only person I remember doing those where I kind of bought was was Man. Yeah. But like, Maybe. I'd have to I, I liked, Maybe. I don't know. But the way, the only reason I liked his was that he it, the spot was he would put the guy in the headlock and turn to where the ref couldn't see like the ref was behind him, and then he would just sneak a couple quick punches in because it's illegal. Yeah. And I was like, see, that's fine.
0: Which and Bossman's that, punches were good. That's what Ric Flair does, did too, but it is something about a leathery 75 year old man. Going like f- 43 here. This. Uh, <laughs> um, I know. I'm just.
1: No, I hear you. Uh, did you notice quit. Brutus blowing a spot in this? The one spot that he had? No. So it's on Sting's hot tag, so fucking whatever happens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hogan takes a stinger splash in the corner, right? Mm-hmm. Here's what's supposed to happen. Sting is supposed to come in for the second one, and Brutus is going to pull Hogan out of the corner from the floor, and Sting eats the buckle. Well, he doesn't do that. Yeah. So Sting runs, realizes Hogan's not moving, and that Brutus is not there. He stops, punches Hogan a couple of times, then goes back to the other corner.
0: How did I not catch that? It's
1: embarrassing. And then he comes running in. Brutus pulls Hogan by, like... Tugging on his fucking ankle. He doesn't even do that. It's he pushes bad. him away. That's what. it... Whatever the fuck. And then because I, I recognize the what.
0: Buckle. At that point, I I saw him coming in for a second one. Uh, I thought for some reason this okay whatever. I didn't even catch that second part. But I was like, oh, he's gonna do the thing where he pulls. Nope, he pushes him like with the dinkiest little ass push. <laughs> oh fuck. Um um. So then. This match
1: goes to a fucking count out.
0: Yep. Like Bre- because Brett is against Hogan using his his belt, mm-hmm. which I know we're all we've talked about before. It's stupid. It's right. Why it's, is this a foreign object? Why is this whether allowed? whether it's his gear or not? It's a foreign To that object. point, I,
1: this is another trope in wrestling I always love. Uh, it, it, you and me are having a match. I'm wearing boots. Yeah. I stomp on you. Totally cool. I hit you with kicks. Totally cool. I hit you with the big boot. Totally cool. And I kick out because I I kick out of your finish. Obviously. (laughs) I take the boot off and hold it in my hand and hit you with it. D the fuck cued, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You can't do
0: that shit. But my problem with this is that he's he's against the belt shots. (laughs) But he's not against choking a motherfucker. Right. Far past your counts. At all. Let alone...
1: Like, well, you know, uh, I've got a strong moral code. and, like, Bill Goldberg, has no moral code and probably jerks off to the thought of my shattered brain stem. I wish Brian well, was here. Brian does well, such a good heart It's plain
0: and simple for this. Um, I know how to work in my life, and I I go to my nine to five, and and I'm searching a boat on the on the computer, and I'm and I'm finding all my data. I'm I'm. Getting all my spreadsheets down, and I'm and I'm doing a really good job at work. And the whole time I'm thinking, God Goldberg, why did you do that? Because I can't let it go at all. Because um, Goldberg does not work; he wouldn't know how to type a computer if I put it in front of him. One know. of the one of the
1: unfortunate side effects of the injury that Bill Goldberg purposely inflicted upon me is that my only memory in my life is Bill Goldberg hurting me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. Maybe
0: he lost everything <laughs> from what is his is first memory real? ever.
1: His Bill
0: Goldberg.
1: <laughs> you know what? Good. Fuck him. Um, okay. Uh, uh, people are
0: throwing things in the ring at this point. Yeah,
1: which happened a lot back then, but yeah, that deservedly that's not
0: so. Really, the reaction you should go for from it, your fan base. It is,
1: it is not. Here's a bunch of trash. Um. Okay, so. Now, they, now we get into some fucking some Pete some and shit. Potatoes.
0: Yeah, they play fog. They they have fog. They play happen. fog. They yeah.
1: Play- <laughs> Shut up. They play the they, fog out.
0: There's fog, right? Yep. For just then a then little gone. bit, and then yeah. it's gone. <laughs> yep.
1: Because I'm like, oh, we still have it filled three hours, and then Brett and Hogan argue. Yes, and they just no sell this small amount of fog. Yeah. Nobody nobody even registers. Not one person's like, the fuck was that?
0: <laughs> and Weird. then all of a sudden the fog's back. A lot of fog. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, And then, here's the warrior. And, on top of that, the NWO
1: have again teleported to the ring, except this time, they're fucking dead. They're just laying in the ring. So I literally wrote down, um, oh good, the show ended when warrior gassed them all. Because he's some sort of a fucking terrorist. He cuts this promo. Because there just uh... haven't been enough.
0: Does he say any. D- Where is
1: Brett in this, by the way? Because he is not one of those motherfuckers laying down. I think he went. He left.
0: I he, he so left. he teleported sure. out. Maybe. I don't know. The
1: NWO teleported in only to just go. And fall down in the fucking fog. Yeah. Hogan is somehow spared. Because he's conscious. Mm-hmm. Brett is just gone. None of this. Somehow Kevin Sullivan's behind this. Dude. Th- he might be, honestly. He Sullivan! Be. Sullivan! My,
0: my son! son. Make the fog go in the ring so the Warrior can vanquish the NWO! Gas them all! Fucking um, <laughs> <coughs> put the lives of everyone in attendance in
1: danger! <laughs> Replace the harmless fog from Spencer's with mustard gas! <laughs> uh, fucking. So, Warrior cuts this, can loosely be described as a promo. Yeah. And literally tells Hogan. You can stand up. We can all smell your fear. Yeah. Which doesn't really make any sense. Because if I if I stink of fear, if I'm stinky with fear, what do you? Why can't I not stand? Can I not be afraid standing? Do I have to sit? Have I only felt fear while sitting or kneeling? Because I gotta tell you. I've been afraid while I was on my feet (laughs) Just reeking of fear (laughs) Yeah, yeah (laughs) Potent fear Potent Potent potables Uh, yeah This show fucking sucked Do you know what the last line of commentary That I heard on this show was? Hmm Tony Schiavone saying, how about that? (laughs) Really? I wrote it down Wow, I don't know if that's the actual last one, but it's the last thing that I remember commentary
0: saying. I know How he says that? something about he says something about. Well, now we're out of time. How about that? Maybe mm-hmm. it's that. I don't. Who knows? This was awful.
1: Like WCW... I, I cannot believe that the best match on this show had Disco Inferno. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: This WCW is. Bad, consistently a shitty product. Like this is the
1: highest-rated show they ever did. It's littered with promos. None of them are good. There is not one good promo on this card. The closest one is the Eddie one. Uh, Arn Anderson. Okay, the Eddie, young Eddie, Arn, Eddie Arn and, and and JJ Dillon.
0: Well, Two I mean, specifically the promo they the, played the, of Young. Arn sure, sure, a sure. Really good promo. I'll get, but I'll I will allow that as But as part that of, wasn't even that but show. But also.
1: So many fucking promos because that's a promo inside of a promo. It's promoception. Yeah. But fucking, okay. The Eddie promo is good. The Dylan and Arn promo is good. The Arn in- promo inside that promo is good. Jericho and Disco is good. And every other possible aspect of this is just fucking garbage. Yeah. Like, the se- I think the second best match on this show is actually Goldberg and Al Green. Yeah. Because it, it absolutely met my expectations. Well, yeah. Yeah. I was let down by Courageous and fucking...
0: Big time. Hoovy, Big time. Like, I thought when Hoovie came out, I thought, for sure, we're gonna get something from, like... Prime WCW, WCW Cruiserweight. Cruise yes. Will it make sense? Probably
1: not. Is it at least going to be spectacular to watch? Sure. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nothing.
0: Guys, there is. WCW has. So I, I speak a lot in absolutes, but I'm not going to this time. I'm going to say WCW has maybe two things of merit in the history of its company. Yeah. Companying. That's it. And none of what them are on you? this show. <laughs> what,
1: what what are those
0: things? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> we haven't you're just, found you're them You're just allowing... Okay, okay. We haven't I found understand. them yet.
1: Guys, this show has gone quite oh, long. Oh, you know
0: what? One of them is Eddie and Ray at Halloween Havoc 97. Boom. One of the best
1: <laughs> matches ever. Um,
0: This show has gone quite
1: long. Um, I didn't expect this one to go that long. I didn't either. We got fired up. Um, Yeah, uh, check out our Patreon stuff. More wrestling. Movies. Five star matches, yes. bonus, 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 bonus. Um, we're going to, to still eventually get the visual medium thing going on. Uh, I'm. By the way, I have a not to brag, pretty sizable chunk of money coming my way in a few days. There you go. Might just
0: have to splurge, buy some equipment. Um, um, uh, update on the car. Um, oh yeah, it is sold. Yeah, we got a grand for it. Mm which is more than any scrapyard would give, which, fine. Sure. I'm going to dig into some savings. Yeah. All that stuff It's going to be fine. We're looking for a new car. I'm borrowing my grandpa's 99 Ford Ranger. Fuck yeah. And nostalgia is really. You know what? Uh, one last
1: tangent, and then we're going to wrap this up. We're not going to plug anything today because we've already gone so fucking long. You, you know the shit that we plug. Fuck it. There um, we go. <laughs> you brought this up earlier that driving that truck is very nostalgic for you. Yeah. And that's great. I love that. And it had this. I had this uh, memory uh, resurface because of that. Um, my grandfather on my dad's side, when he passed away, he had two vehicles. One was uh, an F one hundred and fifty that I really liked, mm. and the other was a Mercury Grand Marquis, just a, gi- a gigantic boat of a sedan. Just one, okay. of the, one, of, one of those ones where the seats are like couches, like yeah. monsters. <laughs> okay. big. monstrous big, monstrous big, and I remember. Um, obviously like being upset, like, you know, grandfather passed away. That's you know not yeah. cool at all. Um, but then the very, you know, the real situation of, okay, estate, property, you know, whatever comes up. And I remember saying I would happily like to purchase both of those vehicles because I had, a, I had my own truck at the time, which I drove. Yeah. But I was like, I would sell that and upgrade to the full size truck that I very much liked. And then literally because I was traveling back and forth to school, college and it was yeah. like an hour plus each way Oof. and i was like yeah and i was like i'll drive that fucking grand marquee just to put miles on it like he literally had driven that car from our home town to alaska and back and it had no issues like it was a tank yeah just super fucking big comfy car and i was like yeah i would happily do that and his wife uh who's super sweet lady i, w- I was upset about this but i wasn't like mad at her didn't know that I was interested, and she sold both of them to a dealership, and basically got no money for either one. And so I was like, "God
0: damn it!" What you're telling me is you would be at ten vehicles easily. Oh wait, no, that's not since that's, only, you. that's only that's only since known you've, you've me. known. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right, yeah, so yeah sorry, yeah. sorry. You would but be at what did we count? Nineteen. I think so. Yeah, I think it was seventeen. What is it? I thought it was seventeen? Seventeen or nineteen? Four. Somewhere in there.
1: I'd be right wait, around. I'd be two, right I mean, around 18. that twenty mark. I'd be right around that, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Love it. Nostalgia's a real thing. Anyways, guys, thanks for uh, tuning in this week. Um, We'll be back next week on the Patreon. And, yeah. Have a good night.
0: Love you. Love you, too. (laughs) Not to you, but to... I love the people, too. Yes. We both love the people. We love
1: the people.